Oh man, jeez, uh, so tired of here flying to Egypt to visit the Great Pyramids. I can't believe that Bob and Rachel decided they wanted to record an episode of You Can't Scare Me, Goosebumps podcast in the Great Pyramid of Giza. I guess it's a pretty cool idea, but man, when I got here, I thought they would, you know, meet me, but I'm all alone. I'm all alone in the Great Pyramid and all these tunnels. I'm just walking through tunnels and I can't find Bob or Rachel and they just won't talk to me. You know, it's kind of kind of kind of spooky in these tunnels here in Egypt and um I'm all alone and uh, I don't know. Um what's that? Oh wow, it's a it's a big chamber. Well, this is probably where they want to record the podcast. I guess it's I guess the acoustics are good in a big uh burial chamber. Oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's that? At the back of the chamber it's a it's a sarcophagus. There's Oh my god. It, uh, Oh my god, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's, it's opening. The sarcophagus is opening. It's, a, it's open a little bit. It's open a, a little bit more. Uh, uh, it's open a little bit more. Oh, oh my god, it's like a, a quarter of the way open. It's still opening. Oh my god, it's opening a little bit more. Uh, uh, oh my god, it's opening a little. Uh, hey, uh, hey, oh my god, is that a hand? Is that a, is that a hand coming out of the sarcophagus? Hey! Oh, hey! Oh, oh. Look out, it's a mummy! Oh my god! Oh god! Oh! 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 I've been shot several times! Why would you do that? We were in the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! I just didn't, I thought, I mean, listen, you can't just scare a guy like that! You can't scare a guy like that on location in the Great Pyramid of Giza! I'm getting woozy! I'm losing blood! Well, Bob, let this be a lesson to you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, are those fucking scorpions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's scorpions everywhere in here. Oh, fuck. Oh, they're chittering and stuff. I thought you might have noticed that. Yeah, there are a lot of chittering. Yeah, that's the one thing they do a lot. Welcome <laughs> to You Can't Scare Me. I'm basically dead. Interest <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> Hey, I love it because it fits the source material. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm Bob. I'm here with Rachel. Yes. Hi. And Mario. Hey. Hi. It's me, Mario. The cool ghoul who's everybody's pal. (laughs) There there it is. He's got one of the catchphrases, which I'm excited to get to. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Rachel's back. I'm back. Welcome. Where were you? Well, the oddest thing happened. Bob found a camera (laughs) and he took a picture of me. It's true. And then I woke up and I'm here and we're doing another podcast. Yeah, it turns out, uh, hey, if you ever take a picture of someone, immediately rip that shit up because it captures their soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I do feel like something very important to me is like gone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about it later. Hey, so uh, who who likes mummies? Me. I love mummies. Oh, well, I'm sorry for you. Because, uh, yeah, today's episode... Prepare to wait a long time. <laughs> we are doing uh, wh- book number... Is this four or five? I forget. Five. Uh, fifth book. We are doing number five, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. I'm just going to say it right now. Up the front. Up front. I up the front. fucking hate this book. <laughs> I fucking hate this book. Straight up the front. Fucking terrible book. This book sucks, gang. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, we're we're get we're starting right off with it. 
I think I like this book a little bit more than Mario does. I'm just going to say it. I don't think that it's the best Goosebumps by far. I don't think that it, but here's the thing. I don't think that it's the worst Goosebumps book by far, but we will get to it. It feels like we did say Jason die and then we approached um, a large cliff and fell off of it directly into a pit of scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> when you're right, you're right. So <laughs> we, I think we've got something to do, yo. Yeah. What? I think. Why did I just say yo? I meant y'all. Yo. But it came yo. Out yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. 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 I think we have, I think Mario. I think Mario's about to hit us with something. Can you feel it, Rachel? Can you feel it? Uh-huh. Can you feel it? Yeah. I think he's about to hit us with some fucking history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this. I got this. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. All right, all right, all right. So, this book was published in January of 993. We've officially moved out of 992, uh, and we're starting off 93 as weak as possible. <laughs> uh, uh, with Okay, so, uh, Say Cheese was published in November of 92, so we have two months of, of downtime, during which culture did progress, but not by much. Uh, in December of 992, at the movies, just... Put yourself in this mind space. To Grandmother's House We Go, starring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh, my God. Wow. I never saw it. It's before they became Marvel. Uh, Wait, which one uh, was it? No, no. Neither of them is in Marvel. It's neither of them. She's the youngest. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, right, right, right. (laughs) See? Yeah. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. They uh, they got famous on Full House, right? Full House. Yeah. 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 And then it just went from there <laughs> and they did a bunch of like, yeah. uh, the, in- what was that series they did where they were like detectives? Oh my God. Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley private eyes. Yeah. Probably. I, was- <laughs> <laughs> I just remember them dressed up like two short little Sherlock. Holmes's. I remember that too. Yeah. That was cute. Uh, I remember of course, uh, I want pizza. Uh, famously, they want pizza. Uh, to to Grandma's house we go. Uh, I remember only because it was on ABC Family a lot. I certainly did not see it in theaters, but it was shown a lot on television in the dark times. That's something I feel like doesn't happen much anymore. Like kids, like they just whatever they want to watch, they just watch it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. back in in the day, in the day, I feel so old. But like stuff would really get rinsed and repeated for for us. Oh, you just had to watch certain things. You just like there was nothing else on. You couldn't do anything. We couldn't. The only thing that I figured out how to do was I had a TV with a little um, with a VCR built into it, and I realized that anything that played on the TV, I could record it onto a VHS tape. Mm. So that's how I recorded a bunch of uh, mystery science theaters when I was a kid. Ah. And I would just label them all and play them back constantly. And yeah, that's that's how I, yeah. Oh, got, that was my version of a DVR back then. But it was just so rare and you had to have a VHS for every single thing. And I had to repurpose everything. I had like my Space Ghost stuff. Uh, you also but. don't get the the problem of missing things. Yes. Like yes. you don't get the, you don't, you like where you spend all week thinking, oh my God, I'm going to watch this on 
Thursday night. I'm going to watch the premiere of uh, A Night in Terror Tower on Thursday evening for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why Goosebumps is showing then. But oops, I got soccer practice and I missed it and I'm never going to see it. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- that would happen. I remember talking to uh, friends when I was uh, uh, still taking the bus and like, I think it was right at the beginning of middle school where they w- were talking to me about Power Rangers and I had missed the previous episode and I was just like, I, mm. I don't I, I'm sorry, I can't participate in this conversation. <laughs> I have to. I have to excuse myself. <laughs> and, that, and that's when I socially died. Anyway, uh, also in December 1992, um, a, who give a shit? This movie, whatever. A few good men, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. No, no, no big names in that. No Mary Kate Nashley in that one. No, um, who cares? Skip it. Moving on. Uh, but uh, the most important one, and probably the most important thing, I will say. On this list, uh-huh. the Muppet Christmas Carol. Ooh. There you go. Never saw yeah. it. Never now, saw it either. What? <laughs> <laughs> is that the one with Rachel? The, is that the one with Kermit in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The little cameo from Kermit in that one. I have probably watched a Muppet Treasure Island a thousand times. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I think it's entirely possible that maybe more than any other film in history that I've watched the Muppet Treasure Island movie. Aww. See, that's like me and probably the first TMNT movie. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like, I, I know that like the back of my hand, man. Different Muppets. Different Muppets. So uh, 993 January comes along and gives us a little film called Leprechaun. Oh my. I've seen that. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. Rachel hasn't seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, but she has seen Faces of Death. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little fucked up. Children of the Corn 2 came out that that month. And uh uh Matinee, Joe Dante's uh send up to Bill Castle movies starring John Goodman. Um uh, let's talk about TV because there is nothing on TV whatsoever uh, <laughs> in December of 1992. But in 1993, in January, Star Trek Deep Space Nine premiered. So nice. I still need to watch that. I'm I'm making my way up. I'm I'm like pretty decently into like I'm playing Pokemon while I watch uh, Star Trek: uh, uh, The Next Generation. I mean, Next Gen is so good. Oh, uh, I I love it. It took a little while to get going. Like the first season. Yeah, is, yeah, 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 is, yeah. That's the thing. I feel like I I didn't realize like getting back into this. The TNG or like the early seasons are pretty pretty rough. They're like yeah, they're kind of yeah, uh, and it really starts off on a weird like. Anyway, I won't go into it. But and the, it, until Tasha Yar dies. <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah. Like, exactly. Like I, I found myself like I remember TNG being so much better, and yeah, it it totally gets there, and every episode is just like this is this is the shit. Like <laughs> until you get so to the ghost sex this. one, and then it's like, oh no, I don't know which one you're <laughs> oh, talking no, about. No, now no. I'm dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> so the video games of '92, in December '92, Mega Man Five came out. Fatal Fury go. Two came out, which, if you ask me, is okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I want. I checked the game of the years, right, just to see what they were. Uh, Street Fighter Two basically won every game of the year. I mean, except for well, yeah. I mean, classic. Like what? What the? Except for the Chicago <laughs> Tribune, who gave it to Link to the Past. Mm. Hey, I 
Mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Fair. And Game Fan, which gave it to, no, this is great, Cybernator and Streets of Rage 2. Huh. Which, fuck you, Game Fan. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. And then I'm uh, exciting news, nothing came out in January 1983. So that's the end of history. <laughs> there, there, was, there was no history in January. It's over. Because fuck you, it's January. <laughs> well, if we're done going over the past yeah let's talk about the present with our three sentence summary now rachel you can't participate Mm. because you did not (laughs) read (laughs) the curse of the mummy's tomb Uh uh-huh mario you do it so well but i'm afraid i'm going to have to take it from you you should do it i mean because i think mine would be tainted (laughs) yeah i'm gonna try and give this as close to neutral of yeah. a three-sentence summary as I can. Now, bear with me. I was not preparing for this. Okay. But um, let me just go ahead and whip something up. Because I noticed last time when I did it, I wrote something up and it was it was just dumb. And so I'm just going to come up with it off the old noggin. Uh-huh. Now to remember what the fuck happened in this. That, see, the problem you're faced with is that for 16 chapters, nothing <laughs> Yeah, happens. exactly. Okay, so my first <laughs> sentence is, um, once upon a time... <laughs> There was Bold, not a, a boy named Gabe. Yes. Who went with his parents for Christmas. Yep. To Egypt to look at pyramids. All good so far. Period. Gabe's got some issues, <laughs> comma. But despite them, his uncle Ben, parenthetical, not from Spider Man, unparenthetical comes and basically adopts him from his parents because they fuck off for some weird reason. And then the rest of the book doesn't happen (laughs) because it's so fucking boring. And then his niece slash daughter, this is still the second sentence. A lot of ends and bends in here. <laughs> a lot of per- a lot of a lot of um, prepositional phrases. Semicolons, commas. <laughs> All of this is part of the second sentence. Even the talkback. Uh, <laughs> whose name is Sorry, which gets really confusing when she apologizes for things. Annoys him to the point where they get lost in a pyramid, and then some goofy shit happens. Period. I would say. Uh, Hijinks, hijinks don't even ensue in this book. Hijinks, hijinks, slow to a crawl, (laughs) and the moral of the story is never fucking ever tie your shoes ever. The end. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) I mean, I think that you're not. I think that you're pretty close. I I think that like everything you said is accurate. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I aim to be accurate. <laughs> if anything, if anything, you maybe made it sound like there's more stuff in it than there is. <laughs> oh, oh, there's no. more. It's just oh a matter of uh, <laughs> we need to we need to tell you about this, Rachel. This book is all right. It fucking goes. <laughs> uh, okay, because we let's let's talk about the cover really quickly though. Before we, absolutely, before we this cover by Tim Tim the wiz- the wizard the wizard <laughs> Jacobus. <laughs> Yeah, this this uh, uh, did you want to describe it, Mario? I've been talking for a while. I I would I'd happily describe this this cover because um, I think this is an excellent cover. It is, and it, in fact, it's so excellent. This cover shows up all the 
time on Goosebumps merch. Yes. This cover is one of the most common pictures on any Goosebumps memorabilia you will ever see. It is a mummy. I would say a perfect looking mummy. Absolutely. Like the flowing bandages look so good. Like excellent, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Red eyes, very spooky and intimidating. Now, granted, it's not a very um action heavy scene. No. He's just kind of standing there, like for a mugshot. Um <laughs> Which maybe they did, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> a subtle hint to what happens in the book. <laughs> kind of yeah, just... actually, actually, I would say this is very accurate. Maybe in this case, Tim Jacobus did get a summary of the book. It yeah. was like, you want me to draw a, a mummy? <laughs> like, I mean, doing nothing? <laughs> I mean, okay, uh, there's not really a fucking mummy in this book, but sure. Um, so he's he's standing in front of a like granite slab, yeah. Uh, with a cool blue purple color. Mm-hmm. The color on this is so good. I love like, it. Like my eyes just drifted to the purple on the right hand side, mm-hmm. and like I was just like hit with a wave of like, oh my god! If I were a kid, I'd be so fucking into this. Like as an adult, I'm into this. This looks fucking rad. Like oh my god, this is so cool. Yeah, um, it's got like uh, blue in the highlights and purple in the shadows. And, all, and the, the yes, thing that Mario's so talking about is the shadow to the to the our on the mummy's left, but our camera right is just there's this big shadow and it's just kind of sh- shrouded in this like purple like hue that's just kind of faded. It it looks really really good. I have seen the other covers. Yeah. And they do not especially okay, so the 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 other cover, the updated cover by uh forget his name. Oh, uh Brandon Dorman. So he's the dude who did all the updated ones. His version is definitely leaning more toward like the creepy scary i'm gonna get you kind of vibes like i don't even think it's a bad cover but i think it's even less accurate to what happens in this book absolutely (laughs) yeah and like comparing them it's it's definitely interesting because i feel like there's more of a creeping menace behind the mummy in in jacobus's work whereas brandon dorman's is just like in your face. Hey, hi, I'm a mummy. How's it going? There is nothing subtle about it. <laughs> he also has like the eye of Sauron for yeah. some fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, what the fuck is that? His, his eye, yeah, it's it's got that like black slit with like the yellow highlight right outside of it and a red orb. I do think the, the new cover, the, the colors in the new cover are an interesting contrast because they're way more what you would expect. Yes. Like very yellow, a lot of yellow, a lot of sandy yellow, right? Yep. And that's like what you would expect to see in a pyramid environment, which is why the the blue like background in the original is so interesting. Like, yeah, by comparison, it really plays into like Brandon Dorman's uh, concept is kind of like, um, you know, if in a lit or like outdoors, you know, in, yeah, uh, in yeah. Egypt, like that. That's it. Where looks like the the entryway to a pyramid. Yeah. And so there's light there, whereas uh, Jacobus's work is playing, I think, more on the the inherent darkness that you would find deep inside of a, a pyramid. Which is accurate, because this book spends about 80% of its runtime in the dark. Yep. So, yep. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, also, quick shout out to the Vietnamese cover. Oh, my God. It's so oh good. Oh, my it's God. So <laughs> I don't know how the Vietnamese covers are constantly, like, just nailing it and just going all the way it's so good like we should explain it it's basically like 
Uh, there are hieroglyphics behind, uh, like in the background, with basically a mummy do uh, like at a really interesting upside down kind of angle. I, I sent the photo in Discord in case you oh haven't seen god. it. Oh my god! Yeah, it's amazing. It, That's it, so creepy. While the mummy is doing like a, uh, a scream pose. Like yeah, a- yeah, like the scream or uh, uh, the Macaulay Culkin like scream face. You fully get from this the idea that it's like it's in constant agony yeah <laughs> it's yeah. not having a good time babe what were you saying no that that's just it because yeah. the mccoy culkin face is kind of goofy but no this mummy looks like it's in pain <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and uh, yeah the the subtle like the painting of the hieroglyphics in the background looks like legit and yeah. i don't know how they did it but it just it looks like the paint's chipping in certain areas yeah. it's just so well done i'm so and they on the uh, Goosebumps wiki page, they have the line art for it. And it's just like, God, oh, my God, Every, it's all so good. It's excellent. I would yeah. say it's it's the best of them. Yes. Uh, in terms of, like, conveying that this is supposed to be a horror novel. Um, but Jacobus is a is it's extremely good. It's like it's a, it's a, it's its own category, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'd also like to note that they're of the uh, mummy merchandise, right? There are so many of them. <laughs> uh, there's a book. There's the bookmark that says this book is protected by an ancient curse. I, I had that. I had that as well. Yes. Um, there's uh, a do not disturb sign that says do not disturb. I'm all wrapped up. <laughs> oh, my God. Rachel, I there are so many fucking puns. Had one of those. Not that one. The oh, yeah? You know, the ones that you stick on the door. Yeah. Uh, a Goosebumps one. I just don't remember. I think it involves slime or something. Monster blood. It, it might have been. I, I wasn't actually reading oh. the books. I had the uh, uh, I had this one, and I also had. I think I, there was a stay out of the basement one. Yes, um, so there was. Yeah, uh, there is also the Halloween card, which yes. is the mummy, and it says, "Tomb it may concern." Oh God! <laughs> you open it. The mummy hopes you get all wrapped up in frightening fun this Halloween. I would like to say that card is bullshit. There is no fucking mummy in this book. <laughs> it's really it implies it, the mummy is a character in this book, which it is not. <laughs> there is no singular mummy in this book. Just spoilers for the book. The, like the mummy on the cover, that that's not like a character in the book. It, it is false advertising. It is this imp- kind this, of funny. <laughs> it's. <sighs> <laughs> Mark is so mad. It's so it's so good. Goddamn book. I imagine right. this is like like kids were prepped on how to feel about it comes at night based on their experience with this book. Like so yeah. many people got pissed off about it comes at night not oh. having like monsters and shit. I in keep it. thinking of it follows instead of I get the two. No, the see, it followed. It's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was there. It appeared. It would be like if it follows had no one being followed in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's just let's fucking get into it. Let's fucking do and it. And let's let me start by saying this first of all. All right. Yes, Rachel. This book is narrated by your favorite and mine, and Bob's. Kirby Hayward, who narrated Monster Blood, <clears throat> oh. a.k.a. Kip Fuckabout. Kip Fuckabout's <laughs> back. Also, I think his name is Kirby Hayborn. Hayborn? I wrote Hayward. Maybe I'm an idiot. You're you not an idiot. You are 
Well, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It's Hayborn. But, uh, Hayborn, you're right. I misheard him then. Okay, well, then. No worries. Who fucking cares, <laughs> Mario? Who cares? Kip. Cur- Kip Fuckabout is terrible yet again. He really captures the shittiness of everything that he did in Monster Blood. Again. It's all here. It's all here. The hits. He plays them. There's so much yelling in this book. There's it's, so much in narrative yelling. Oh my God. That he does the. Hey, look out. Oh, help me. Watch out. It's so like one time once. And I know exactly when it happens. He actually screamed. He actually like yelled. And I was like, when Ahmed is talking. Yeah. Toward the end where, um, yeah, yeah, he gets scared by him. And I was like, oh shit, he can do it. He can actually like yell scream. But that's the only fucking time everything else rachel mario's not fucking around oh my jesus god (laughs) he is just there is so much because if you think about it i mean we if you read the blurb you know that basically um uh what's his name gabe gabe he's he's uh, yeah because the nickname is gaby which i thought was weird (sighs) but we'll we'll get there uh he's caught like in the blurb it says that he gets lost in the pyramids like he he's just wandering around and so you would imagine that there's going to be a lot of like hey where is everybody hello like that kind of shit Mm -hmm. but it's kirby fucking hayborn kip goddamn fuck about being like hey where is everybody I, I, oh my god just want to rip out my teeth anyway uh, I think that this should have been they should have brought back um, the guy who sounds like Hector Elizondo from yes, the last book absolutely. because uh, Hector Elizondo played a sheik in Columbo so it would not be accurate it would still be an inaccurate uh, like a person playing oh. their, uh, an Egyptian that is not Egyptian but it would have been pre-established yes. sort of in a universe where this is Hector Elizondo and not a guy that sounds like him <laughs> give me Hector Elizondo I'm ready oh Rachel you we should probably at some point like defrag you on like what the last episode was because guess what babe what you missed pro- the best goosebumps episode <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the best book did. that we've done so you far did. you missed yeah. it it was it's truly a tragedy <laughs> because your experience so far has just been like shit after shit after shit yeah <laughs> well i mean like monster blood back to back with the curse of the mummy's tomb that, now that's rough that's rough babe that's that's <laughs> jesus so we should probably start talking about the plot of this book instead of just cheekily yes, alluding to it. I'm, I know yeah, you guys admit yeah. this, but I'm kind of excited to hear how bad this is. Oh, oh, babe. I oh. mean, in my opinion, like, it's it. this is the kind of bad where it's fun to hear about. This is like B-horror movie, like kind of just schlocky dumb. Whereas Monster Blood was just fucking crushingly boring. And this, don't get me wrong, this is boring too. But anyway. Yeah. It's very boring. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's just. Okay. So first of all, I would just like to. Arl Stein does not intro this book, which I think is telling. Wait. No. He he has a little something. He doesn't like. Does he? Yeah. No. I I specifically heard. Him. I actually have a note. My note is. Uh, first off, did they add weird weird stock screams to Jovial Bob's intro? I don't remember. I don't think the version I listened those. to had him on it. Oh, no, he's definitely in there. If, if you go on, okay. uh, for anyone who wants to listen along to any of the audiobooks that we're doing, they're all available for free on Spotify. 
and you can just go there and, and look at him. The one thing I would say is that the, he lists like every three minutes um, chapter markers. And so according to him and this audiobook, there are 64 chapters of this book, which is obviously incorrect. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it's free. It's available. You could just go on, uh, just search for R.L. Stein. And he, it'll say that he it's got a discography. Just look at the discography and all the, it's all the audiobooks. So um, yeah, so there's that. Um, and yeah, well, chapter I guess one. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's yeah he he's definitely there. He intros it and he he does his whole thing. Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. Our classic goosebump story is called. The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Gabe just got lost in an ancient Egyptian pyramid. One minute his crazy cousin Sari was right ahead of him in the pyramid tunnel. The next minute she disappeared. But Gabe is not alone. Someone else is in the pyramid too. Someone or something Gabe doesn't believe in the curse of the mummy's tomb. But that doesn't mean the curse isn't real, does it? Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Okay, well, my theory that he was ashamed is now proven inaccurate. He could still be ashamed. It's true. <laughs> of, the, of his work on this book. I kind of get the vibe that he never experiences shame. Hey, the best creators never experience shame. Best. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, oh, who did the room? Tommy Wiseau? He does, uh, he does not, not. He doesn't no even know the word shame. for shame. He, he, he yeah, does, no way. That, that's not in his vocabulary. Anyway, so as I said before, the plot basically starts with Gabe. Um, the one thing I didn't say is that Gabe is, Gabe is a thirsty boy. Like, yeah, the first note I have is I saw the Great Pyramid and got thirsty. Yep. <laughs> yep. Followed I mean, by my own words. Well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good intro. That's one way to start a book. But yeah, he, he <laughs> describes like um, it went so like what was it episode two that episode uh, oh I, I have it right here I yeah. have it right here. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, I, he's maybe it was all the sand so dry and yellow. It made even the sky look dry. And then I had the note, um, <laughs> I hate sand. It's so coarse and rough. It gets everywhere. <laughs> it gets everywhere. Yeah, I, I'm just shades of Anakin. But yeah, yeah so yeah. this is Gabe. He's in Egypt with his family, with his um, his mom and dad. His uh, He is very quickly outed as being 12 years old and yep. not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was the age that his mom said that uh, she says she says stop acting like you're four dot 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 you're 12 remember <laughs> remember <laughs> Rachel like, like I like say she's and die did not stay say ages so R.L. Stein was like oh man I think I maybe weirded some of my audience out better get this out right right in the beginning <laughs> these kids gotta know how old these characters are so yeah immediately and then after that, we are treated to some of the fucking weirdest fat shaming that has happened in one of these books. Rachel, you missed it last time. There was some fat shaming going on oh, with one of the yeah. characters yeah. in yeah. Uh, Say Cheese and Die. But it, it it was like kind of like, 
I would say restrained compared to this. It's just, it's so ridiculous when Gabe says shit like, um, uh, what, uh, they're describing sense- the pyramid, right? And, yeah. and the, the stones used to make it. And, uh, Be- uh, Gabe's dad says that, th- that some of the stones weighed more than a thousand tons. Um, and Gabe says, that's more than you and mom put together. And then notes, dad is sensitive about his weight, so I try to tease him about it as much as possible. What the fuck? Like, I fucking hate Gabe. Like, immediately right off I would the bat, go- fuck Gabe. Like, fuck this <laughs> like, kid. I don't care. Okay, well then get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that's funny, do you? You want to fucking drive home? You shit. Yeah, you can figure out how to get home from fucking Egypt, Gabe. Oh, is that why he gets lost in a period? Is his... His parents abandoned him? Well, they do I mean, abandon him. That's true. They do abandon him because he's a little fucking shit, but they do it for reasons. Uh, I would also point out that we Bob has kindly skipped several yes. paragraphs okay. of, really? of Gabe being thirsty <laughs> and just saying how thirsty he is and his parents not giving him water. Like, No, that's okay. That is worth noting. There is a line where, uh, yeah, uh, Gabe says, mom, I'm thirsty. Mom says, not now. <laughs> and I hell? have in my notes, um, excuse me, mom, but what the fuck? And then immediately I have, Arl give Stein this is child like, some fucking water. Yeah, what, what are you doing? And then immediately Gabe's like, not now. I'm thirsty now. Give me water. And then he has this whole thing where he's like pretending to like lose his voice. Like, oh, which Kip fuck about just really fucks it about right here. But he's just like, oh. I'm so thirsty, Dad. Can you get me some water? And Dad's like, "Yeah, did you know that the fucking pyramid is like a thousand uh, uh, football fields across?" Huh? <laughs> and then it's just like, "Dad's so fat. That fat fox. <laughs> I mean, he won't give me my it. fucking water." <laughs> they don't nurture physically their kid. He's thirsty. Yeah. Hey, uh, tip for parents. That makes uh, there's a whole kid. book about this. It's called fluid. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole book about this. It's called If You Don't Give Your Child Water, You Blew It. <laughs> they die? <laughs> yeah. They kind of need water. Your body like, needs you're water. You're in the so fucking that desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, you're not just like in your house and he's being a little annoying. You're in the desert. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you want me to pour your, you your own fucking glass? Okay, you little annoying shit. Why don't you do it yourself? But no, they're, they're they're like, at one point, um, the mom is like, uh, or is it the dad? One of them is like, well, we can't do it right now. And it's like, they're clearly in a tourist area, like where the yeah. tourists go to like view the pyramids and shit. I guarantee you that there is like a vending machine or something that charges like ten bo- uh, $10 for a bottle of fucking water or like some fucking like faucet or something to get a drink <laughs> from. And they're just like, no, you will not drink, you little shit. It's because you keep making fun of your fat dad. <laughs> his dad his dad is way more interested in talking about the pyramids, which I understand. The pyramids are very cool. They are. Right? Everyone, they're cool. They're, uh, his dad points out that the base of the pyramid is 13 acres wide. Yes. That's great. Very big. They're made of limestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, yeah, if I remember correctly, Gabe was like, oh, the, he... His dad asks him what the pyramids are made out of. And he was like, yeah. I don't know, some kind of stone. And his dad's like, yeah, yep. that's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
They talk a little bit about how they may have moved those blocks. No one knows. I have an answer for you, Dad. It was, it's, everyone knows, it was conscripted laborers. Yeah. <laughs> it was human, human no. backbreaking work. It was UFO <laughs> aliens oh, and shit. magic tech. I watched the History Channel. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. His dad says, gives you a funny feeling, doesn't it? I just want to say real quick. Yeah. One of the camels was having a coughing fit. I think mm-hmm. he was thirsty too. Jesus, mm-hmm. quote the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was going to say, his dad says, "Gives you a funny feeling, doesn't it?" And Gabe says, "It gives me a thirsty feeling." <laughs> <laughs> There's so much thirsting going I would on. Rather pretend that instead of him being thirsty for water that he was on the prowl looking <laughs> 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 at the pyramid just made him real horny <laughs> <laughs> I mean raise the age on that and I'm with you <laughs> one, one year even <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way we are uh, so they are in uh, apparently according to the wiki and I'm excited to get to the next book because there's some weird ass shit that happens in this book that I am dying to know what happens in a sequel because apparently it's, it follows the story of these characters. Yes. 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 But, um, I am confused about certain, uh, they jet set all over Egypt. Yeah. Like, they move around Egypt quite a bit. They went to Alexandria or their their parents were called to Alexandria. Their parents are eventually going to Alexandria, right. I think. That's the so okay, so they are in apparently Algiza. Yeah. Um which I looked up. It's actually then they're like okay, so his okay. Gabe, here is some th- here is one thing that I will give RL Stein credit for. And that is that Gabe is Egyptian. Yes. By heritage, like his his parents are both Egyptian, but they're from Michigan. But like <laughs> they're from Michigan, but, Michigan. But did you see on the wiki the tops trading cards for uh, uh, the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb? If you have not, you should definitely look um, those up. I did briefly see them. I think it is um, one of the first. Um, uh, it is the uh, the first picture for the merchandise. Tops trading card number one for Goosebumps shows a Gabe falling through the floor of a tomb. And Gabe is a white boy with uh, a blonde hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, he's quite white. He's quite, quite white, yes. Uh, <laughs> guys, <laughs> way to fuck that Maybe up. Maybe he's like, you know, like when you're 5% Egyptian, like according to 23andMe. I mean, <laughs> except that apparently both of his pairs of grandparents moved from Egypt. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, adopted? Like, I think he says at one point he, he is like one generation. Like uh, his his parents just moved to uh, to um, uh, his or was it his both grandparents? parents moved to the U.S. in the 1930s. Right. And both of his parents are born in Michigan. Yes. But both of his grandparents are Egyptian. Yes. Like. 100%, yeah, so which means that both of his parents are 100 percent Egyptian. Exactly. Yes. yes. I don't <laughs> even... He is also 100 percent Egyptian. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't know why I was going down that. Oh, I think Michigan it was because... didn't sneak its way in there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it feels like Michigan totally snuck its way in there. Uh... So, uh... oh, real quick, the thing that I yeah. wanted to say that was the kind of uh, retcon. 
that I'm interested in finding out about, according to the Goosebumps Wiki, they are here for Christmas. They are here yes. specifically. Yes. It is stated that this was a Christmas vacation, and apparently, in the next book, that is not the case, and they retcon the shit out of that. <laughs> Interesting. So, well, it's not important, really, except no, the game notes that no one, no one travels to Egypt for Christmas, but his parents are actually there on business, right? Because they have to go to Cairo to sell refrigeration units. Um, yes, and for some reason, because it's very hot there. Sorry, oh, that makes sense. That <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm taking out most of the shit, dumb shit that I've said. I'm leaving in all the dumb shit that everyone else is going to say. <laughs> That's um, how it works. I have full edit. <laughs> Try and stop me. <laughs> um, so. Okay, so another important character is mentioned here. Yes. And that's uh, Gabe's uncle, Ben Hassad, who is a famous archaeologist. Yes. He is he currently working in the Great Pyramid. Correct. He is, he is digging in the Great Pyramid. He's an expert on pyramids and mummies and has always lived in Egypt, basically. He's been featured in National Geographic. Yep. Uh, and then I see a really good joke here, a great, great joke, which is that Gabe knocks over his dad's books and his dad doesn't like bending over to pick them up because his stomach got in the way. Yep. <laughs> oh, come on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. Fuck. Yep. 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 Fuck. So anyway, um, also, uh, I have a note here. I don't know exactly. I think it comes up around this point. But did you notice the, the uh, R.L. Stein subtly uh, 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 promoting his own work? Uh, with the Indiana Jones series. Yep. Yes. Yes. He yes, has. I he did. has the whole thing about like, oh, wouldn't it been amazing. Uh, I wanted to be inside the pyramids too, just like going in there and uh, taking stuff and fighting mummies and shit, just like Indiana Jones. And reminder, uh, R.L. Stein wrote a game book called Indiana Jones and the Cult of the Mummy's Crypt. So. Mm. Oh. Um. I wonder how much of that pours into this specific book. Um, <laughs> it made me really interested in, in finding that that uh, Indiana Jones story. And uh, I do want to point out, I I see part of the reason I think that this book pisses me off so much is that if I were reading this as a kid, I would have been so on board with this first chapter because much like Gabe, I wanted to be an archaeologist as a kid and mm, I dude, was same. also obsessed with Egypt. Yes, like, same. <laughs> big time. Like, Man. I loved Egypt conceptually. I had all these friggin' books on it. Also, at this time, uh, my second grade class, for oh. some reason, like our entire curriculum was Egypt based. <laughs> Don't know why, but like we had Egypt based projects, like building like model pyramids and stuff. Dude, that's fucking cool. <laughs> Shit. I did that first. We're pretty into it. Fair. We slept overnight at the local science museum in the mummy exhibit. Oh my god, that fuck? kicks ass! Yep. Is, is the, when in this in this Mario canon uh, did God damn it happen? <laughs> About uh, thirteen years later. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe more like nine. I don't know how old it was. I just <laughs> Sometime between, uh, we're talking high school for that one. <laughs> like, high school. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, that was that was that was freshman year of high school. Uh, <laughs> so more like seven years later. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so we uh, basically from there we travel to with um, 
Gabe and his parents to the hotel that they're staying at where they get a call, an emergency call where they uh, quick Quick note, yes. first chapter ends with the words, little did I know that in a few days, oh, mom and dad would be gone, and I would be deep inside the pyramid we were staring at, not just inside it, deep inside it, sealed inside it, probably forever. <laughs> okay, See, so, so just okay. in case, I think Erlstein knows that this book is going to be really boring, <laughs> so, you need to, so if he tells you now that something will eventually happen, you'll keep reading it. I, I just, it is really crazy to me. That the way that they, the way that R.L. Stein kind of sets that up in a more interesting way than it actually happens. Yep. Yep. And oh yeah. Oh you yeah. You can really tell how like fucking he knows that this shit is boring as fuck. He, he has to know. He, he has knows got to know problem. this book is not good. Like, <laughs> he, like there are several points in this where he is just grasping man i i can physically hear him like stretching as far as he can to just grab onto anything that's interesting so uh also on the way to the um uh to the the place that they're staying um it, it is cairo. noted what's that it's in cairo they drive from cairo. to cairo which yep. google tells me is a nine minute drive so <laughs> That's a little, he makes it sound like it's much longer, but maybe there was traffic. Mm. There certainly is a lot of descriptions of traffic in this book. Like anytime oh R.L. <laughs> Stein like has the character, has the kids go outside. He is constantly being like, oh yeah, no, everyone on the road, there's constant gridlock and everyone's beeping at each other constantly. And they look That's like they're probably going to kill accurate, each which yeah, I've, I've never been to Egypt, but. I mean, if it's anything like any other populated place, like people are at each other's throats when it comes to the traffic and stuff. But while they're driving, mm -hmm. Gabe has a line where he says, hey, I really wanted to pull out my Game Boy, but mom wouldn't let me. I had, She wanted me to stare at the fucking Nile. <laughs> so that got me curious. I was like, huh. What games would Gabe be playing right now? What's fresh? What just came out in January of 1993? And let Nothing. me tell you <laughs> what came out. Here are the games that he would, if he went to his local Egyptian GameStop, he would have been able to find. In Michigan? In Mich <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's an Egyptian GameStop in Michigan, yes. Uh, Alien 3. Krusty's Funhouse, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Top Gun, Guts and Glory. On a Game Boy? On the Game Boy. Those were just released that month. Huh. Anyway, who cares? So uh, the, I'll just tell you that it's far more interesting than anything that happens in this book. Uh, but yeah, we get there and uh, yeah, the par uh, his, Gabe's parents are like, fuck, we hate this kid. We need to ditch him somehow. We got to get rid of this. <laughs> Let's just make up some fucking story about like our jobs needing to like take us somewhere. Like, fuck it. Yeah. And so they go and tell him, hey, uh, yeah, we got some work shit going on. I think specifically his dad is called. It gets a call and then he comes out and he looks all worried and he's like, oh, fuck, we got to we got to leave. We got to go to Alexandria. And Gabe being the little fucking shit that he is, he's like. No! No, I want to stay! <laughs> By uh, the way, he, he hasn't had a drink yet. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, we'll get there, we'll get there. But <laughs> he, says, he says his tongue is in the size of a salami. Yes. And it's now hanging down to the floor like yeah. Elvis. 
Pause. Who is his dog? Pause. Like a, for for a minute there, I was like, was Elvis known for having a giant tug that went to the floor? Am I am I learning some? Famously, Elvis <laughs> just couldn't keep this tongue in his mouth. <laughs> he, uh, can we talk about this line, which I think is great? Oh, is it? Uh, Gabe says, I'll say one thing about Egypt. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Coke tastes just as good as the Coke back home. Oh, you mean the drink? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, and he, I think yeah. after that, he says like, and not that new stuff either. Like, yep. He, he says it's the classic kind, not the new Coke. Yeah. Not new Coke. He, Gabe does not like new Coke. Like that classic shit. Also, Gabe's a fucking freak. I'm gonna steal <laughs> Mario's catchphrase because he likes this. This fucking kid has been raised wrong because he likes ice in his fucking Coke. What? How does he that specifically make you- says that I like ice in it because I like to crunch it with my teeth. Pro tip. Oh yeah, he loves talking. Oh, about so he's ice. also iron deficient. Yeah. Oh I my guess. god. Is that what that means? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yeah. It can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, uh, pro tip: uh, you get more you get more coke if you tell them to take the fucking ice out of it. Dumbass, stupid Gabe, ass, you fucking idiot. That's what they do at carnivals and shit. They give you like they layer, they just put so much fucking ice in there, and it's like you. Take yeah, he one acts sip like that's gone. a blessing. Like, oh, they gave me so much ice. Well, I mean, it is if you don't fucking drink water. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If his parents haven't given him water in like three days, he's probably like, oh, sweet manna, oh, oh, delicious ice. <laughs> this um, kid's just fucking like. Just dying of dehydration. Yeah. So yeah, we got the phone call. Yes, the his parents get a phone call that they have to go to Alexandria immediately. Yes. And Gabe wants to stay because he wants specifically to see his uncle Ben. Again, not Spider Man. Do not. Yes. Every time that uh, someone says so, Uncle Ben, think about Goosebumps, not Spider Man. So, so this kid whines so much. Oh my god! That his mom calls his uncle Ben. And first of all, she says, I talked to Uncle Ben and Gabe said, wow, do they have phones in the pyramid? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you can tell R.L. Stein was kind of like holding back with the mom character because you can kind of feel like she's going to say, what are you, dumb? And she's you like, and she idiot. just goes like, no. <laughs> like even Kirby Hayward is like, what? No. <laughs> what? You, can, you can hear him. Uh, but you're about to get to something. Rachel, wait for this. This is amazing. Okay, I okay. love this part. So, okay. So Ben has agreed to take care of Gabe. Yep. Right? And he, ben, Gabe says, he's one of the coolest guys I've ever known, which I think many people think of their, about their uncles, right? Like, Oh, yeah. You know, like you, your cool uncle. Uncles are either extremely cool or fucking creepy. Like, there is no yep, in-between. correct. There's no in-between. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, his parents give Gabe uh, a choice. They can, they can take him with them to Alexandria, or he can stay... Uh, with Uncle Ben. And the choice is made in less than one fifteenth of a second. Yep. And his mom says, you should think harder about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she says that a lot to this kid. <laughs> <laughs> you should give that a little bit more thought, but <laughs> one more time. <laughs> but then something uh, something happens that, oh, I don't think, I don't think Gabe's going to be so excited about this. Right, because uh, Ben's daughter, his cousin Sari, is also on Christmas vacation, <gasps> and she's staying with Ben too. 
And how does Gabe react to this? By barf. <laughs> by screaming barf <laughs> and punching the pillows of the couch. Holy shit. <laughs> Give him some coke. <laughs> he needs some water. <laughs> no, take the coke away, he buddy. Needs some milk. <laughs> It's just like, I just love the idea of a kid screaming at the top of his lungs, barf, and then just punching pillows. Is this like a angry at cooties kind of thing? Like, ew, a girl They're is going to so ruin my man time they, with my uncle. They have great history. That is a great question. Th their history is extensive and established with a lot of words. Oh, my God. <laughs> there, is, there is a mini um, uh, uh, Goosebumps book in this Goosebumps, Goosebumps book. And it has to do with the history of Sorry and uh, like, Gabe. George R. R. Martin could write could build a fucking encyclopedia <laughs> with the, the slights that happened to Gabe because of Sorry. She is also 12, important to note. Yes. Um, she is an inch taller than Gabe. It's true. Uh-oh. Uh, so he's already really emasculated. Pretty. He's really pissed off about him. <laughs> she's really pretty and she knows it. And she's smart. And she can get she can get to the last level of Super Mario World. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, she's in every way better than Gabe. Yeah, and yep. he fucking knows it and fucking hates it. <laughs> oh no, that poor kid. Yeah. Also, he said, "Go ahead." Gabe only the thing is Gabe only has regular Nintendo, so he can't even practice Super Mario <laughs> World. <laughs> my brother actually beat Super Mario World when he was six. That's so fuck off, Gabe. Sorry, you, yeah, Gabe, you little shit. <laughs> also, I, it should be noted uh, just just because it's funny to me that in the original book, this is the re we listened to the reprint. Um, uh, but in the original book, uh, R.L. Stein said it was Super Mario Land. <gasps> so, oh no! No, he fucked. He fucked up. He fucked up. He, he fucked up. R.L. God damn it! You're not a fucking gamer. Get out of here. <laughs> R.L. Stein more like, does the L stand for liar? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm, I'm just proving that I'm better than Kip fuck about it, this shit. Anyway. Um, Gabe says if everyone around is catching the flu, she has to be the first one to catch it. <laughs> I thought that was a little, little much. This kid, yep. uh, dude, it doesn't stop. It does not stop. He sucks. God, he sucks. Uh, Gabe um, is, and here's the funny thing. Sorry ain't that Ain't, ain't better. <laughs> she's not. No, that much she's better. also bad. <laughs> like they're they're both terrible. Every they're character. perfect for each other. They're both awful. Especially at the beginning, it's just like, oh my fucking god. You know, going through uh, despite, this again, I, I think I'm with you, Mario. I I my I actually kind of enjoyed the latter half of this, but no, remembering the beginning half, I I'm I think I'm. It's either on par with Monster Blood or maybe a little bit lower. So they, Gabe, despite all this, is like, no, the coolness of being around my great uncle is worth it. So his parents just fuck off yep. <laughs> and leave him in a hotel in Cairo alone. It is. I, I think I have a note about this, but it is. Uh, yeah. A significant, a significant portion of chapter two is just Gabe waiting for Uncle Ben to show up. And it's yep. so yep. it's it's literally it's fucking it's, boring. It, at least half of this chapter. Why did he do that? You I, just cut to Uncle Ben showing up. <laughs> it, oh, is this a word count thing? <laughs> I, Rachel, <laughs> yes. He sits and watches game shows in Arabic, which he doesn't really speak. Uh, he also is mad that his parents would leave him. Yeah. He said, how could you do this to me? You fucking asked him to, Gabe. <laughs> it was your idea. Your little Your shit. mom literally said, are you sure about this, dummy? <laughs> Maybe you should think about this. 
And I think at one point he said like right after they leave, he's alone and he realizes it. And he says out, he says out loud to himself, I'm not scared. Yep. Oh. Yep. Aww. <laughs> he's scared. The, the thing is like, this seems so fucking cool. If I were 12, Dude. I'd be like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And here's the amazing thing. Your parents would probably leave a little bit of money for you. So you'd like fuck yep. around and like run around, like, oh, go to the vending machines and be like, oh my God, I've got money. I could do shit. You have, you have a whole hotel room to yourself. Dude. Holy shit. You've got a Game Boy. Like fuck it. You have a Game Boy with you. <laughs> what are you doing? You idiot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is so bo- like okay, this is so boring. Literally, the next like eighteen notes in my in my book in my notes are just like he waits in the room, he doesn't order room service, he waits in the room, he plays Tetris with the Game Boy. There it is. But but he but he can't concentrate, and the light was bad. Which if you're playing Game Boy, I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's why they had those attachments, man. You got to get some of those. And then and then we get to something. All right. Here we go. Rachel, put this put this one in your put this one in your memory banks. Okay. All right. Remember this. <laughs> Gabe takes out a mummy hand from his jeans pocket. Okay. Not established before, just randomly just takes it out of his pocket. Out of He nowhere. bought this tiny mummy hand at a garage sale in Michigan. Okay? <laughs> The kid who sold it to him said it's called the summoner and it's <laughs> used to summon evil spirits. Jeez. Okay, is this okay. hand going to have I'm assuming it is. It's going to it's, it's going to make Rachel. <laughs> this is Chekhov's mummy hand. Oh. And be prepared to forget about it <laughs> because it's never important until the end of the fucking book. It's also kind of hard to forget about because yeah. It's stated numerous times that Gabe treats it as kind of like a stress reliever. Like this mummy I would say ha- this at, it, it's it's stated maybe three times. <laughs> not yes. not enough times, but it yes. is stated. Does and he squeeze it like a ball? Yeah. I mean, I would assume. Yeah, he like but plays around like, with it. Yeah, he, he, he like soft and his. It's basically a fidget crumbly. spinner. For, like he he, he, <laughs> he keeps a whole fucking hand, a human <laughs> hand in his pocket, and I won't I, at all times. This, this isn't spoiling it, really. It's a legit mummy hand. It's yeah, like yeah, 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 real. It belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> um. I I feel like too much coke and a lack of water have gotten to him <laughs> if he thinks that this mummy hand <laughs> is a stress ball. <laughs> I love that every action in this book is all predicated on having too much coke and being severely dehydrated. I mean, when you have too much caffeine as a kid, like it feels like your brain is vibrating. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Dude, my my brother had too much Red Bull once, and he literally he said he was laying on the ground in his in the kitchen, vibrating and just crying because he couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> I remember one time taking like a fat burner at like six p.m. and I couldn't go to bed till four a.m. and I was fucking pissed. I was just like walking across the room violently. <laughs> so I finally. It's not caffeine. Dude, Requiem for a Dream uh, fucking freaked me out on that shit. Like, oh my God. Uh, Anytime anyone talks about those fat burners, I just get weird because of that movie. Like the first time I ever had an energy drink, I was studying for a test in med school and I drank one and I was sitting in the, like the room I was sitting in and I was just like, felt my body like 
I could feel my blood pumping. I was like, what, yeah. what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I had to like get out of the room, like to start walking around, like around the, the school, like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Like, Am I gonna die? <laughs> um, I'm having a bad reaction to this Red Bull. <laughs> And then I had them all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, oh I've had them God. so much that I like I drink one and I can fall asleep after. Like I'm <laughs> fucked up now. That's true. He just throws them back like they're like they're nothing. Knocks them back. Knocking knock them, them back. Them back. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I feel like of... that would be impressive if it was like beer, but since it's like Red Bull, it's just oh yeah, I'm immune to sugar. Anyway, continue. So uh, speaking of knocking, right? So Gabe uh, turns the TV off because uh, yeah. it makes him nervous, mm-hmm. and then the silence makes him nervous, and then he's just nervous. <laughs> And Maybe then, it's that fucking mummy and hand. then, we hear footsteps at the door. Okay, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine bullet points Uh-oh. of how long it takes for this fucking it's, door to open. It's so egregious, dude! It's, it's so it's op- it, like the doorknob turns. The door is opening. The door is opening. <laughs> The door is opening. Is it still open? The door is opening. Okay, okay. <laughs> the door opens, <gasps> and there's a tall figure in the doorway, and it, it comes into the room, and it comes closer in the room, but the lights are off, and Gabe can't see it. And then he says, it's a mummy! Really? Yeah. It's he says, mummy. it's a mummy. It's glaring at him with round, dark eyes through bandages. Mm-hmm staggering towards him with arms outstretched and he attempts to scream but no sound comes out cliff hanger end of chapter two rachel rachel chapter who two. do you think is at the door, at the door? his uncle sorry oh, nailed okay. it in one <laughs> yep his uncle decided it would be a really funny joke if he just disguised himself as a mummy and showed up to Gabe's hotel room in cairo <laughs> I love the uh, that sorry is like right behind him. Oh, and yeah, has, directly and laughing her ass off. Yeah, well, she oh, she's God. fucking delighted about this. <laughs> like she she takes so much pleasure out of just making uh, uh, Gabe feel like a little like scared tiny boy. <laughs> and it, uh, it's actually Ben kind also of thinks it's hilarious. By the way, oh, Ben is, Ben is dying. <laughs> There's a line where Ben is described as laughing so hard that he shakes the apart the the room that they're in. And because also we gotta know, as opposed to his dumpy dad, Ben is big, tall, and quote unquote broad. Does he I assume him? he's Hagrid, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when Kirby uh, like speaks as him, it, it's it, yeah, Hagrid definitely comes to mind. But uh, I, I love the line from Sorry where she says, "Yeah, I, I can't believe that the uh, uh, people who work here uh, just let <laughs> they just let you come up the uh, come up the stairs like that." <laughs> Gabe says, I was so scared that I practically had a cow. All right, Bart. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello. <laughs> All right, Bart. <laughs> yes. just, just like, it's just like Bart. Exactly uh, like Bart. Uh, ben flung his mummy hand across the room in this moment, <laughs> which is so fucking hilarious. Uh, Out of fear uh, or as a weapon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both. Gabe, uh, ben gives it back to him, and um, he tells him he's grown taller, and Sorry says, almost as tall as me. Which, all right. Sorry, <laughs> I want to lay off just a little um, Ben says he just got a little carried away because he's so excited about the pyramid. Um, uh, and, great news, Gabe is going to go see the pyramid. He's going inside the pyramid. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, so... Uncle Ben what? didn't comment on the fact that Gabe 
has the mummy hand? He just gave yeah. it to him and just didn't even think yeah. about it. I think he he mentions yeah. like, "Oh, where'd you get this?" And then later, I it's think he doesn't care on, about it really. Yeah, no, he he just assumes like everyone would basically that, that he stole it's just it. like some. Oh, oh yeah, no, okay. <laughs> that it's real and it will come into effect later. Uh, no, that uh, that it's. I think he thinks that it's like a like a mass produced little oh, toy little thing. Chachki, yeah, Chachki, yeah. Um. Uh. So apparently, well, Ben says, by the way, not that like he's giving Gabe the opportunity. He just says that he literally has no choice but to take these kids in the pyramid because yeah. there's <laughs> no one else to watch them. So, <laughs> Why did I um, fucking agree to this? Oh, my God. Gabe says, uh, will we see actual mummies? And Sari says, do you miss your mummy? Jesus, lady, back <sighs> off. <sighs> Sorry. Like, yeah, let the kid be excited about seeing a fucking pyramid. Like, yeah. <laughs> specifically, it is a new burial chamber that Ben has discovered. So yes. literally, Gabe is going to be one of like seven people to have ever been in here in history. Like, oh. In, in 4,000 years. Yeah, dude. That's that's pretty rad. Um, uh, they eat, uh, Ben is wearing, I have this down, he's wearing plaid, a plaid sport shirt and baggy chinos. Yep. Uh, that, yeah, that was, that was odd. I don't think we get as much clothing descriptions no, as we usually no. do. Like, v- way less clothing description because G- R.L. Stone has much better things to fill time with. Yeah, absolutely. In this book. Like, um, waiting around. <laughs> Yeah, because, okay, so this just happened, and you might think to yourself, Rachel, you might think, I guess the next scene will be them going to the pyramid, right? You might think that. Nope. Nope. They go eat at the restaurant, and they talk about the menu, which is in Arabic, and the waiter brings them pita bread and green stuff. Green and stuff. And Gabe orders a club sandwich, <laughs> and Sari orders a cheeseburger. What and, the fuck? Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> sounds like a journal entry. <laughs> Uh, they get some facts about the pyramid. Uh, it's built um, in 2500 BC during the reign of Khufu, um, which sorry hey. says Kazuntite. Yeah, sorry <laughs> is literally Egyptian. Sorry is, oh my god! I just keep having notes where I'm just like, this is terrible. I hate this. I hate everyone. Like, in this. what is this joke? Sorry literally speaks Arabic. Like, <laughs> does she? Yes, she Th- can read Arabic, which she uh, brags about. But okay, she can read it. Yeah, she can read it. Okay, uh, not all. Not, I don't think she's fluent. She can okay. read some, but I mean, she like her dad's literally an archaeologist, and she lives sometimes in Egypt when she's not in boarding school. Making a joke about the name Khufu is odd. Yeah, makes no fucking sense. But like, that that will come into play later. That like that she's not fluent. Her Arabic, yeah, is yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Gabe tells uh, Ben asks like how wide they think the pyramids are and Gabe remembers because mm-hmm. his dad told him earlier and uh, Ben is like super impressed that Gabe knows this um, and he's like yeah fuck you sorry you stupid piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it, it, his, uh, he's described as thinking uh, score one for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah go, go fuck yourself sorry <laughs> Ben's gonna adopt me as <laughs> his favorite <laughs> new son sorry not sorry <laughs> Um, they talk more about how the tomb, the place they're going to is unexplored and not on any maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sari says, it's very dark. You might get scared. <gasps> no, I won't. This says Gabe. This keeps <laughs> fucking going. They stay in the hotel overnight. This keeps going. They, Gabe can't sleep. This keeps going. <laughs> it's, it's kind of and, incredible, 
how much like <laughs> how much filler like, is. they've literally just established they're going to the pyramid and the amount of time they spend not going there is incredible <laughs> fuck <laughs> it's they, so they finally good. go they finally get on the road and they're they're driving over the, the the yellow sand and the pyramid looms over them and gabe's in awe of this amazing giant four thousand year old structure right mm-hmm. they, they get out and sorry says gabe your sneakers untied that it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is important. I want you to put this one in your banks because Gabe then says the left one is always coming untied. Oh. I have in my notes. Could this be important? Is, is he going to trip later? Mayhap a setup. Rachel, I don't know how to tell you how many times <laughs> his shoe is coming. There's a reason I said that at the three sentence summary. Same, <laughs> it's the fucking same thing happens at least three times. It's absurd. But it, wait Which a minute, made it, me think of when you were saying like uh, with Monster, Monster Blood, Blood, yeah, yeah, where his yeah his mom complains about his shoe. I guess he's never. I, tied I guess R.L. Stein the, heard you <laughs> say that well, in the future. He never he never trips. It's true. Yes. I oh, so he never. What is this then? A commentary on what actually? What is that? What? Wait a minute. Okay. His shoe his shoe just comes untied and he has to stop and tie it. Does and it, this will happen many times? What if mummy's chasing him and he goes? Ah shit! My shoes untied. I gotta bend down, and he's constantly looking behind him while he's tying his shoe to see how close. That would be interesting. (laughs) It'd be way better than what happens in this fucking book. That'd be a pretty good scene. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I'm. Was R.L. Stein ever good? (laughs) (laughs) Say cheese and die is good. Say cheese and die is good. Okay, maybe I'll read "Say Cheese and Die" since I missed that one. "Say Cheese and Die" is (laughs) honestly it. It gave me. I think coming from "Say Cheese and Die" made me think better about this one because I think that if we had if we had not had "Say Cheese and Die" in the middle between this and Monster Blood, I would have quit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that and uh, Rachel calling your favorite Pokemon uh, a Radio Shack fucker. I don't think I've forgotten that one because it's forever ingrained on me. The damage that has been done. The psychic so damage. Sorry. Oh my god. You said it had like a um, shitty little Wi-Fi signal on his stomach. <laughs> oh my god, Rachel. He does have a Wi-Fi. That's true. It's, it is um, true, yeah. He's also got an antenna. Anyway. Oh man. Uh, so they, they're gonna they go in the they go in the tunnels. Oh let's let's just let's just book. Let's just book it. Let's just okay. get in there. They okay. get in the tunnels. There's okay, so someone I think Sari says you don't believe in curses, do you? You know, the ancient Egyptian kind, as opposed to like what the fuck else what, kind sorry kind? in the pyramid that we're in right now. Like <laughs> what do you mean like fucking shit and stuff? Like what sh- <laughs> yeah. Um they go in the to the pyramid that's the pyramid floor has got sand on it, it's cool and damp. Um uh they have to oh my god they have to use a rope ladder to go down uh-huh okay and uh gabe is like i'm going first because i'm gonna be the cool guy today and ben's like uh nope no you're fucking not <laughs> nope I, am, i'll do that i first. am absolutely Thanks. going first <laughs> oh so, would you say that maybe this part is happening around the end of a chapter oh yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i wonder what's yeah. gonna happen 
Oh, he trips on his shoelace as he goes down and kills. Sorry, Anna's uncle. And the so, book. <laughs> I would like to point out that this part is actually so wild to me. So Gabe does get on the ladder, right? And yes. he immediately cries out, ow, because the rope isn't smooth. It's coarse. You're not looking good, man. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, take that one. Sorry. Meanwhile, he like touches a rope and is like, owie, and fucking falls the rope, to his death. The rope is so coarse that it cuts his hand and he lets go and falls like an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. And end of chapter. Cliffhanger. New chapter. Sorry, catches him. <laughs> Basically. Really? Fuck. Yeah, I don't. I was. Is she described as like being like just like uh like on the edge, so that she because it kind of sounded like she was climbing down too, like down the rope ladder. It sounds like Gabe basically fell approximately one inch. And, <laughs> like you? he made it like maybe one rung down the rope ladder, <laughs> fell one inch, and sorry grabs him. But in his mind, it was like the instant death that he was experiencing. This <laughs> kid. And then he says, "He says, oh wow, oh wow." I'm just thinking wow. about like as a visual gag, just like uh, a Gabe touching a rope. And then and just bursting uh, the, the, in flames. <laughs> the Grand Theft Auto Five wasted thing coming out, <laughs> <laughs> and um, him down like a fucking like five foot shaft or something. And then and then he gets shitty about it because he yeah. thinks, "Why couldn't I have saved Sorry's life? Because you went down first, you dipshit! You like, dumb that's ass." <laughs> It's I mean, like, you're also a baby and a coward. <laughs> you're probably yeah, not going to ever save Sorry. Like, if I didn't know better, I would say that maybe R.L. Stein is trying to say something about masculinity. But I, know. I know better. <laughs> it's he's not. <laughs> like, it doesn't it doesn't come up. If anything, um, it's the opposite be, uh, based on what, yeah. the, where the ending goes. But anyway, so they go down the ladder eventually, right? And, then, <laughs> and they they're going deeper into the earth. And, the, and uh, Ben says, "We're breathing air that is four thousand years old." And Gabe says, "Smells like it." Yep. Notes it smells like an attic. What fucking attic, Gabe? <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> it's four thousand years old. <laughs> uh, what are you? Pretty old attic, Gabe. Attic. <laughs> Gabe, what the fuck? Oh my god, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe goes into his attic at home and he's like, oh man, this attic smells pretty musty. Must be about 4,000 years old. <laughs> uh, the reveal that Gabe just uh, doesn't have a sense of smell. He never yeah, that, knew. <laughs> that house looks pretty old. Probably about 4,000 years old. <laughs> oh man, this this bread that I'm eating is pretty old. It must be 4,000 <laughs> 4, years, years old. <laughs> um, sorry tells them or tells ben, uh, Gabe that yesterday she and her dad found an empty quote unquote mummy case. Okay. And I we need to talk about mummy case. Yeah, we do. There is a concerted effort to not, not say to sarcophagus. sarcophagus. <laughs> there every time I just guffawed every time I heard them say mummy case cuz it yeah. just makes me think of like a mummy with a briefcase. And I it, it's Oh my God, the, the amount of times that they say it. And uh, we'll get there, but I, I'll, I'll just stop here. They I'll say it a lot. Here. They say, they they say, say it they, they all the time. They basically never say sarcophagus. Also, I'll say it here. They never, ever say the word hieroglyphics. Ever. They don't. But they must have nope. just thought these are too big. 
words. These words, words are too big. Well, hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought. Like, was like, like, level? every like, time he, 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 he would type S-A-R... C A S E. See, this was before <laughs> spell check. So, but Rachel, hold on to that thought. Okay, hold on to that thought because okay. it's coming back anyway. Um, so um, I noted here that this empty moment case will never come up again. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Ben oh, makes definitely. a great joke, which is why didn't the mummy have any hobbies? Hmm. Why didn't the mummy have any hobbies, babe? Um, I don't know why. What what was he was too wrapped up in his work? Hey, hey! which is actually <laughs> very close to the. Oh, don't spoil it! Don't okay, spoil, okay, don't spoil. Oh, uh, sorry, oh, sorry, sh- sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. Hey, uh, <laughs> everyone who heard Rachel say that, oh, just, w- that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm not going to edit it. Woo. <laughs> um, continue, Mario. <laughs> we go through this tunnel. It's very narrow. They come into a room with four workers, um, two men and two women, and some bright spotlights. Um, one of the men is an Egyptian mm-hmm. dressed in white with a red bandana yes. and a mustache. He has a ponytail. He is not coming over to talk to them. He is staring at them. He does not <laughs> smile or speak. <laughs> and his name is? Ahmed. Ahmed. And Ben says, don't get him started on ancient curses. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on ancient curses. Apparently, Ahmed is the one that told Ben that there was a curse on the pyramid and that he was risking the curse. Yes. And I also note oh. right there, this will definitely not come up again. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, they don't name any of the other characters. But no. Ahmed gets a name. Yeah. So... Gabe, Gabe actually does wonder if Ahmed would talk to him about curses because he likes hearing about curses. <laughs> yeah, in this way, it's actually kind of cool because uh, 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 Gabe is actually like really interested in this stuff in a way that Sari isn't. And, you know, yes. Uncle Ben is kind of, you know, it's just his work. Like there's a genuine enthusiasm coming from Gabe, which I, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I support that because I think that also I would have been like super interested to hear about Egyptian curses if I met such a person, right? Oh, absolutely. I'd also want to know. You're um, absolutely going to say the joke that happens here, yes? The pun? Yeah, the uh, young red-haired man with faded jeans and a blue denim work, sheet, work shirt, the, the denim demon. demon. Uh, <laughs> he's got a <laughs> denim shirt and denim pants. The denim demon. <laughs> 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 And he says, I think we're getting close, but it's just a hunch. And Ben says, thanks, Quasimodo. Oh, ha ha. Oh, no. No. And then Sari explains who Quasimodo is. Yeah. And then then, uh, Gabe's just like, I know who fucking Quasimodo is. I'm not an idiot. I'm not a baby. Uh, There's a very too long scene where Ben just talks about something we don't hear with a woman in the cave. Or in the, the, the tomb, right? He's just talking to her, and they're just talking, and they're just talking, but we can't hear them, and they're just talking, and they're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Sari is like, we should just go. <laughs> yeah, he's just lost We should just work. go. And then Gabe's like, oh, I don't I don't know. Your dad told us to stay here. Like, we, we can't oh. go. We need to stay here. And what does Sari do? <laughs> Uh, for the second time in a fucking Goosebumps book. Oh, she does the chicken. Yeah, she does the, <laughs> she does the 
she does the Arrested Development full on the chicken. One hundred percent the chicken. Oh like, shit! She's like, buk, 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 oh, you a little ch- ch- chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to know that she said uh, that she complains that Ben uh, focuses too much on his work when they're uh, at, when she's when they're in the pyramid. And I have in my notes, imagining focusing on your work when you are working in a fucking pyramid. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Really? No way. It's almost oh like you God. have a job to do. Oh, weird. It's almost like you've got uh, people you're responsible for and you need to make sure that things are going off uh, without a hitch. Strange. And so basically this the chicken thing works. Yep. And and Gabe agrees to go along with Sari and she'll show him uh, the tunnels. And there's a picture of a weird cat on one of the walls that Gabe <laughs> wants to see. Um, uh, and here it comes. Here we go. Gabe's shoe is untied <gasps> and he stops to tie it and Sari disappears. Where'd she go? Oh, and, okay. And she, he can't find her anywhere and she won't respond to him crying out. She's just gone. Cliffhanger. I literally cannot tell you how long <laughs> chapter five feels because about 90% of it is Gabe being unable to find sorry and just calling out her name and then bitching about how she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> is this where the, the flashback happens? Yeah. 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 Where they, so Gabe tried to scare sorry once by bringing her into a deserted spooky house in his neighborhood and um it starts to storm and um he like he like bail like disappears so she gets scared um but then he can't find her and he gets scared and then he hears a bang yeah and he gets freaked out and so he runs home and sorry is already home and she's like oh well <laughs> she's beat you here buddy she's described okay so i'll just reiterate that a little bit because i think it's funny <laughs> uh the bang happens uh Gabe gets so scared because he really thinks that something happened to Sari. So he yeah. starts crying. He starts like, weeping. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's note that he is like crying. He is pee pants, baby boy. He, is, he, <laughs> he pisses his little pee pants, baby boy pants. And he runs all the way home in the pouring rain, completely drenched through and through sobbing, snot coming out of his nose, fucking tears coming down his eyes. He bursts into his, his uh, parents' home and just goes, Mom, Dad, Sari has gone. I think she's dead. And then he turns around and Sari is sitting on their living room couch eating chocolate cake with a devious smile on oh my face. god and i'll be honest it kind of serves you right gabe <laughs> <laughs> gabe has specifically like said that he did that to scare her like he wanted to, right and it like, didn't work and now he looks like an asshole <laughs> it backfired and he looks like a fucking ass so um so gabe runs the tunnels for way too long uh and finally <laughs> arrives at a large room okay and at the back of this room is a mummy case <laughs> And there's a woman's face on it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, and he says it looked like a death mask, like the kind we studied in school. What fucking what? school, Gabe? Yeah. Are you talking no about death shit. masks. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I learned about death masks in school, but I'm trying to figure out. I think that was in. in that wasn't twelve. High school. <laughs> Pretty sure we didn't learn about that. In like, what is that? What is twelve? Like elementary or middle school? It's elementary, it's, right? It's middle. Yeah. Or middle. Yeah, okay. middle, middle school. Yeah. yeah. 
Just imagine in like fourth grade, their teacher being like, and then they poured the mold over the dead body's face <laughs> in their last moments, <laughs> preserving their, their lifelike visage forever. Kids, have you seen what death looks like? Here it is. <laughs> Here's what a corpse looks like. Anyway, it, I think this is also where Gabe describes the um, the, the sarcophagus opening and it making, yep. quote, a hiss like when you open a new coffee can, unquote. Yes! Another thing I don't think 12-year-olds have the context for. <laughs> like, like, I guess maybe Gabe just really likes his fucking Folgers or some shit. I don't know. Loves, co- loves Coke and he loves coffee. This kid, this kid needs his caffeine to live. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Gabe just like, a co- like constantly shaking. <laughs> like like tweak or some shit from South Park. Just like Ugh. so, this lid opens for so long. <laughs> oh god, the lid is opening like an inch at a time, and it's fucking just keeps going, and it just oh my fucking god. But we're near the end of the chapter, so, <laughs> so so Gabe says, "From the dark depths of the ancient coffin, I saw two eyes staring out at me." Let me guess. It's Rachel. sorry. <laughs> she beat you to it, dude. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> she she called well, that like... shit before you could even ask her to call it. <laughs> yep. So it's fucking sorry. But first, before before sorry even comes out, Gabe is like cold eyes, evil eyes, ancient <laughs> eyes. None of those fucking things. <laughs> the most evil uh, eyes. Gabe. The devil's Gabe's, eyes. Gabe's. <laughs> the devil's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Um. Gabe screams, his figure comes out, is fucking sorry, and then she's like, this is hilarious, um, and um, now he'll never be able to live this moment down, um, because it's just so embarrassing, as if this is not the most insane fucking thing a human has ever done in history. <laughs> like, like, what 12-year-old is climbing into a fucking sarcophagus? I just, especially with, like, the way that certain scenes are described later, like, I don't know what they did to this specific one uh, to make it like appealing for her to get into, but yeah, because later on we find out they're all fucking full of scorpions. Yeah, <laughs> oh. scorpions and bugs, and they're and being in one is very bad. And I'm I legit felt bad for these kids toward the end. Like I know they're not real, but <laughs> I know. Um, Gabe pulls out the mummy hand and fiddles with it, <laughs> which he does when he's upset. <laughs> this will not be important, I'm sure. Um, no, why would it? Fucking weird. Um, Gabe vows revenge, and Sari's like, you can't scare me. What? Hey! Um, and then Gabe fantasizes about locking Sari in the tomb forever. Um, <laughs> and then, so, uh, G- Ben shows up and he's fucking pissed. Yep. As you might be. As you might be fucking pissed, right? He's like, he's like, this is so fucking stupid, you dumb fucking kids. Are you fucking kidding me? I, th- I gave you one instruction is don't fucking leave. And you go into a goddamn tunnel and are climbing around a fucking sarcophagi, you fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> and then he kicks them out of the entire pyramid. Oh, yeah, shit. That, okay, that's interesting because I, I'm just curious. Uh, for anyone, for any real uh, Goosebumps heads, like, let me know because the, the wiki, is the wiki considered like, like something that people don't really think much of because here in, on know. the wiki, it specifically says uh, when Gabe enters a small room, sorry, scares him and starts to laugh, causing uncle Ben to appear. Ben joins sorry in laughter. So, well, so as they are walking out, 
Sari t- is talking to Ben, and Gabe can't hear them, so he assumes she's telling him what she did, and then he starts laughing. Ah, okay. <laughs> so well, there you yikes. go. Never mind. <laughs> Switch, which which uh, kind of fucking devious. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess, if you were a guy who does a lot of pranks, you m- maybe would laugh at it. Like, uh, the, dude, the the puns and the pranks in this book are off the off the charts. It is ridiculous. Uh, so as they're laughing, Gabe calls out, "Merry Christmas to you too." <laughs> hey, Christmas. Hey, Christmas. Noted. Uh, Gabe beats Sorry twice at Scrabble. Get fucked, Sorry. Oh, <laughs> eat shit. Eat shit. Uh, by the way, if you thought there might be some kind of fallout to the argument and getting kicked out, there is not one. They just cut to them playing Scrabble. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, Gabe orders pancakes for breakfast. This is important. Yeah, no. Ben has an appointment in the Cairo Museum. Mm-hmm. All right. The next day that he has an appointment, which uh, Ben assumes a kid would want to see the museum because that sounds cool. I would if I were in Cairo. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry is like not stupid. That's dumb. <laughs> um, Gabe wants to save uh, a box of frosted flakes in Arabic, but doesn't because he thinks sorry would make fun of him. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, specifically, ben- <laughs> by the way, frosted flakes is called out and Tony the tiger. Like, yeah, the amount of product placements in this book. A lot. A lot of name drops. It's like way more than the previous books combined. It's mm, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's it's thought. very noticeable. Yeah, I, I, um, it was just. Yeah, it's just noticeable. So anyway, um, Ben gets a concerning phone call that two of his workers got sick last night with a mysterious illness and they are now hospitalized. The curse. Uh Oh, <gasps> My oh god. my god! Is it the is it the could, it, could, could it be, this be the curse of the mummy's tomb appearing in chapter six of the book, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb? <laughs> <laughs> I have in my notes. We're nearly half halfway through this book, and nothing has fucking happened. <laughs> so Ben is like, "Well, I have to go to the hospital." And yet again, Ben and Sari are left behind in the hotel in Cairo. <laughs> Jesus! Uh, and he's like, "Don't leave the hotel." Ben t- tells him simply, "Do not leave." Don't do At which it. point I noted that Sari will definitely leave the hotel. Mm-hmm. And immediately Sari wants to leave the hotel. <laughs> of course. Uh, and Gabe is like, well, let's go to the museum. And uh, he he turns the tables on Sari, who's like, oh, I don't know about that. He's like, oh, what are you, scared? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we are 12. We can go out if we want. <laughs> um, we own this place. Which, we can get, yeah, we are 12. We can go out in Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, and then Gabe says, what could go wrong? End chapter. <laughs> End chapter. I guess that's a cliffhanger. I <laughs> guess. Away. What could go wrong? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This chapter is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. They go. They leave. <laughs> and this, there's a bunch of traffic. There's more fucking traffic discussion. Asari's like, drivers here lean on their horns. They don't stop honking until they reach their destinations. And I have in my notes, uh, you know how Egyptians be like on their horns? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a thing we know about Egyptians. White people, they don't use their horns. <laughs> but you know how Egyptians be like on their horns the whole time? <laughs> you might be Egyptian if... <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, 
uh, they do some people watching, and I have in my notes, did you know there are people in Egypt? No. <laughs> there are women who are in jeans and women who are in hijabs. <gasps> no. Oh my gosh. Sure doesn't look like back home, says Gabe. <laughs> okay, Gabe. Fuck Go back me. to God Michigan, you fuck. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, so I, I will say this right now. To his credit, I think that this book could be a lot more racist than it is. Yeah, there were a few times where I was like, uh, uh, where are we going with this? And then it it was just like tame. It was just like... It it feels to me like a pretty fair representation of like a touristy view of Egypt. Yes, agree. Like, to his credit, he, Arl Stein did research on the pyramids, he did research on the mummies, and the stuff he says is not like egregiously wrong. Right. Um, He doesn't describe Cairo as being like inherently awful in some way. The car horn thing is like whatever, every city is like that, everyone yeah. horns all the fucking time, and in New York too. Um, everyone has traffic, yeah. Also the fact that Gabe and Sari are both themselves Egyptian, I think is a pretty important thing to note in this book. Like, it could be so much worse if it, this was indeed just a kid from Michigan showing up and being all like, wow, these wacky Egyptians, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. it could be worse. So that's my positive thing about this book. It could be worse. Um, <laughs> uh, what a review. Gabe forgets to look at the buildings to see where they're going, which sounds like it might be the setup for something, but it is not. No. Because um, they are at the museum, and they go in the museum, and they look at the museum, and they <laughs> look at mummies in the museum. <laughs> And then Gabe has a whole spiel where he's like, hey, did you know how mummies were made? Yes, he does. And Sari's like, no. And Gabe's like, oh, well, they do this really cool thing where uh, uh, they take out the brain, your brain through your nose. And Sari's like, oh, shut up. Right oh, God. Oh, I'm getting sick. Gabe is described as basically knowing that yeah. this is causing like a physical reaction from sorry and that she is quote, oh and sorry is described as being very sick yeah like, and quote turning green oh it, as he describes like the way that they would like mash your brain through your nose and then pull it out with like a spoon and she she is just not having a good time and uh, gabe is described like his thought process thought process is described and he's like fucking loving this he is like oh, oh he I is got going her to kill now. her i am gonna <laughs> make going her to kill her i'm gonna this. make her fucking vomit in this uh, in public in front of all these people i am going to destroy my cousin <laughs> i am gonna give the, give this kid a childhood trauma that she will not be able to get over soon but um, um. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say real quick before we move on. Uh, do you think R.L. Stein actually went to Egypt? It kind of feels like he did for I this. Kinda, I kind of think he did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would not be surprised to know this is based on him being there. Because it's got a, it's got that personal commentary. Like, who's going to constantly comment on the traffic? <laughs> yeah. And the description, especially at the beginning of, like, the touristy aspect of it. Like, yeah. all the people in the various lang- languages that everyone's speaking. Yeah. Just like that kind of... It really feels like he was there and had the experience. Especially with, to his like, credit, if he was not, he's a pretty descriptive writer to be able to make me think that he was. Yeah. So, credit yeah. where credit's due. I have here in my notes that this is a good time to talk about how mummies were made. 
Ah, uh, yes. If Rachel starts turning green, I'll, I'll let you know. Oh, my God. Yes, please tell me. All right, Rachel, he turned green. That's, <laughs> then I'll consider this a success. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, decomposition is a combination of two processes, autolysis and putrefaction. Autolysis is when your cells break down naturally because they can't... Uh, the, the all the enzymes in them burst and they and they just they they dissolve. Petrifaction is when bacteria come in and start chewing you up. Okay, these two things decompose a body. Mm-hmm. And if you want to preserve a body, you got to stop both of them. Okay, mm-hmm. um, mummification is in fact a naturally occurring process. It does you don't have to do anything to make a mummy. Um, many people are mummified if they are left in cool, dry locations. They will they will mummify. Um, I have seen many mummies in my life. Like famously, like uh, cavemen uh, in like uh, cold, dry areas will accidentally yep. get mummified. Yep, you can freeze dry them. Uh, also, they, there are there are bog mummies. There are mummies that are pulled out of like peat bogs yeah. because the, the the peat preserves them. But also, like just people left in their houses will mummify. I have yes. seen mummies yes, because yes. of that. Oh of my that. gosh. Yeah. Mummification, the process, basically re- imo- re- involves removing the moisture from uh, the from tissue, uh, and it m- to mitigate decay. So the first Egyptian mummies, which are not the first mummies ever, because those are from the uh, Chinchorro culture, which is now Peru and Chile, mm. uh, uh, or Chile, appear uh, in the record at 3500 BC. Wow. And just for some perspective, because this like blew my fucking mind to read this point. Because it's something you think about. The, they continued making mummies for like the entire course of the Egyptian uh, empire, right? Right. Which was 2,000 years. Wow. <laughs> like it, Egypt was a major power for 2,000 years. Yeah. Like I, I feel like you don't think about that when you read it like in a history book. Like they were a- as long lived as like as anything like like <laughs> yeah it's really really impressive and interesting it, you know i strongly uh advise people to go to even just like the wikipedia which i'm on right now and just look up the the, the all of the lengths of like the early dynastic period the old kingdom first intermediate period it's really fascinating to just like realize how not only like how long ago this was, but just how long these periods lasted for. It's really, yeah, really yes. interesting. Uh, so mummies were, they are expensive and they were basically you had, you had to be, you know, you, you gotta be of a certain social status to have a mummy. Mm. So uh, in e- Egyptian culture, they believed that for a person, after a person dies, they go on a, on a, on a journey. Okay. Their, their spirit goes on a journey. But their body has to be intact to do that. So it was very important that their body be preserved. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are no Egyptian texts that actually say how mummies were made because th- all their texts that we have are them describing the rituals around a mummy, not the process of making one. But uh, some Greeks did describe it. Um, now, that may mean that it's we're filtering through another culture. Right. But they yeah. weren't like making fun of it, so they were pretty interested in it. Subject like as a subject, um, there there were three kinds. Uh, there was an elaborate method, which was reserved for the very rich, um, and this is the one where they removed your brain. So they mm. they shoved a, a a metal tool 
up your nose. This is where Rachel can start turning green if we want to monitor this point. Um, and they basically mashed the brain up with the tool. Like they, they mashed it up into like a, a paste uh, and then poured it out of the nose. Like it, it wasn't so much removed as a whole because you can't do that through the nose. It wouldn't make much sense. But if in liquid form, they could just pour it out. Um, and then they filled the skull with resin uh, to preserve, to, to keep the skull free from bacteria basically um and then they cut open these the abdomen and pulled out all the organs from the abdomen and they pulled out the lungs they left the heart in because egyptians believed that the uh the, the ancient Egyptians believed that the heart was where the, the what it did with the brain does basically they thought the heart was where uh, the center of the the person was mm-hmm. um so it was very important that that stay intact um it's a it's an interesting point because i mean brains decay really fast they are really sensitive to not having any oxygen they liquefy very quickly um so it makes sense to remove it fast if you want to prevent decomposition and obviously like your abdomen is full of bacteria because your colon is full of bacteria and like as that breaks down all that bacteria just gets released and that's where a lot of the um actual like putrefaction comes from because suddenly all the gut bacteria in your floor in your in your uh gut is just like out and doing its thing everywhere um so it's an interesting observation on the part of ancient egyptians as to like what is the stuff we have to get rid of for this to work the organs get put in jars those are full of uh, a special salt called natron uh which is soda ash and baking soda Mm. um which is specifically a very alkaline salt, which uh, turns fatty tissues into a hard substance. So this is why they were so successful at mummifying them, because in addition to the jars full of salt, they also just drenched the body in salt for about 40 40 to 70 days. Mm. Um, So that body had like no moisture left in it. Um, and then they smeared it with uh, resins and oils, so it smelled nicer and couldn't grow bacteria. And then they wrapped it in linen, which also had the resins in it, to make sure the uh, linen didn't come off. Um, uh, and then they would just... the then At that point, the corpse gets interred by, by relatives. Um, basically, the way they modified it for price stratification was that like if you were doing the, the affordable method you know, the less expensive one for the middle class, they injected a liquid from cedar wood into your abdomen and then put a rectal plug in so it couldn't come out. And that liquefied all the organs inside of you so they didn't have to pay for the jars. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And then they put the salt on and they did the same thing. And then they pulled the rectal plug out and all the gross shit inside of you just drained out. Um and there's absolutely no information on how the uh, poor people's version uh, was done, except they gave you an oil enema. Sweet. And they don't know what else. They didn't describe what else happened. But that's how mummification worked. Now, Rachel, did you feel sick? Uh, no. no. I can confirm she is Damn. not green. She she is a amazing mocha color, which. <laughs> God is amazing. Um, I will say that I am now hungry for some beef jerky. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I will also say that uh, Rachel, we are the 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 book is about to technically start. Yes. Okay, because it, technically we are about to have a, a story. Rachel is aghast. 
She her mouth is agape. I was just like, this is what an editor's for. You know, he's like, yeah. RL, listen to me. You've got this habit of just like waiting till like something close to the midpoint to begin your shit. Okay. Like if I was an editor, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna get ready to cut the first five fucking chapters because motherfucker like doesn't yeah. cut later. I, I don't. Yeah, why doesn't this book start in the fucking pyramid? Yeah, it's it, no one idea. of the most egregious things of this book is that we are in the pyramid, and then we leave the pyramid, and then yep. we come back well, to the pyramid. He just focuses just on stay this like in the pyramid, exactly on this interpersonal like drama. Yeah. Um. And like what they ate and shit. And no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Like there is a good book here where they just stay in the pyramid and they encounter, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, like traps or something. Yeah. Or like any number Or a of, fucking mummy, perhaps? Yeah, a fucking mummy, man. <laughs> Holy shit, There's Monster so Blood had Monster Blood in the fucking, like, middle, of, like, around the middle of it. Yeah. Like, you, Monster Blood's bad, but at least it had Monster Blood in it. We have yeah. had not one, but two fake mummy scenes. Yep. It's, Yep. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> RL. And here and and I'm gonna tell you one thing. Here's a, Rachel, you're gonna love this one because the the monster of this book appears now, okay? In the museum. Yep. <laughs> because before Gabe can talk about what happens to the guts, Sari looks over his shoulder and is shocked because she sees <gasps> Ahmed. Hey Ahmed, how you doing? <laughs> now if from the Rachel, pyramid. If you were a kid and you met someone previously, yeah. And you were given this their scene name, is so bad. And you know who they are. How yeah. would you react upon seeing them in public? Um, hi, person's name. How are you? What happens in the yeah, book? like a normal interaction? <laughs> like yes. A normal interaction. You're a normal person. You're a normal kid. You're like, oh, hey, I know you. Hi, how you doing? Sorry, and <laughs> well, I almost called him George, Gabe. Scream and run. <laughs> okay. I guess because I was a fearful kid. <laughs> I could have done. Actually, I think I I actually kind of did do that <laughs> with my own dad, actually. <laughs> well, well, okay, but let me hit you with this one. I was also because like Ahmed <laughs> jogs after them. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay, see? Shouting at them angrily. Yeah, like, what are you come on? <laughs> and then when they uh, keep well, go they ahead. keep sh running and shouting and like running and cheesing it and Ahmed's like continuing to shout out from like come back come back <laughs> wait you're doing a good good too good job yelling you gotta you gotta you gotta pull that yeah. back for uh, come back back come back oh there you go God. there you go <laughs> I have my notes twenty dollars says he wants to help them because they are cursed or something yep <laughs> now Absolutely. I was I was wrong technically However, you are wrong. Oh. However, in the context of this chapter, I was right. <laughs> no, you were. Like, I was thinking the same shit, and that's why the reaction from Ahmed when he finally catches up to them is so fucking funny, because R.L. Stein knows that, too. Like, R.L. Stein is like, why am I having these kids running? So by the time that Ahmed catches up to them and he's cornered them, and they're both like... Oh, His oh, eyes oh. grow wide in triumph. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he, he basically is like winded. He's got a stitch in his side or something. And he's like... Ugh. And he just keeps asking, why did you run? Why uh, why are you uh, running? Bobby, you've jumped ahead a little bit because... Oh, my bad. The, this was the cliffhanger was that he had oh, them cornered. Yes. I'm, I'm <laughs> so sorry. That is meant to be a cliffhanger. And Jesus then in the reveal that why? And then why he's like, "Why did you? Why are you running? Why are you running?" <laughs> <laughs> P 
possibly literally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he has like a stitch in his side. He's like got a cramp. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I have a message from your father. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, Sari's like, oh, so he re- he saw the note. He came back from going to the hospital. And he saw the note that we left for him that we went out to the um, museum. The museum, and that's and almost just like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of the of the scene in Austin Powers where uh, Will Ferrell's character is dropped into the like the death pit, <laughs> and he's like, "I am still alive. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> still, still alive. It's like this is the way the the way he sounds in that clip is the way I imagine Ahmed sounding now because Ahmed sounds like dejected. They ran away. Yeah. He's like, I just don't understand why you." He ran away from me. <laughs> Again, you're too doing too good of a job. Like, oh man, I keep fucking. Uh, really. He sounds so sad that Gabe feels bad about it. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So then Ahmed has. Uh, he's like, hey, yeah, we need to go back. Um, y- your dad's looking for you. Basically, your dad sent me to come get you guys. So Which- we need to go back to the um, hotel that you're staying at. Uh, and so he's so like, at this point, me. I did note I am now a little suspicious. Yes, like I definitely did not think there is any direct threat to their lives whatsoever. So the cliffhanger was pointless. But at this point, I'm getting that stranger danger vibe. Yeah, yeah I, I literally said out loud when uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, follow me, we're going." And then it start it's subtly hinted uh, a little bit as they're like going out, and the the kids realize like the the hotel is right right there. It's well, just two he blocks needs him away. his car. Yeah, he needs to He's go to like, his car. like, oh, we're going to get in my car and drive. Right. And so, yeah, Which, they're like, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 yeah, red flag. I literally like, said out loud, oh, stranger danger. <laughs> uh, and then they're, they're like, oh, well, we could just walk, though. And he's, they, the book notes that he places his hands firmly on their shoulders. This is obviously now a trap. Yep. This is now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> This is the weirdest little moment. Some fucking random passerby in Cairo yep. beans Gabe right in the shoulder with his briefcase. <laughs> and he just goes, ow, fuck. I think he's described as like close to tears when that happens. Like re- this guy's just swinging his briefcase in front of him <laughs> as he walks. <laughs> well, better they hit the briefcase than me. <laughs> Bam. Like, what the fuck? Oh, fucking um, jerk. Uh, they get into a four-door station wagon, and I was like, "Call somebody! Call the dad from Say Cheese and Die." Ahmed's <laughs> got a fucking sweet ride. <laughs> oh, you missed that whole conversation, babe. I'm so sorry. Oh man, you you weren't around for car.jpg, the most immaculate car.jpg. Um, the seats are very hot in the car. Yeah, they're leather seats. And Ahmed, in this moment where he's definitely kidnapping these children, says they should invent a car that stays cool inside. Ahmed's Ahmed's cool under pressure. <laughs> also, I love that, that he's described as like touching the steering wheel three times in order to yeah. get acclimated to the heat. <laughs> he's like, ow. 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 Ah. Uh. <laughs> um. So, Sari wonders why Ben didn't come to get them. 
which is a good question. Yes, absolutely. And Ahmed's like, well, he's waiting at the hotel, which is a weird thing. Why would he be waiting at the hotel? If, yeah. Why wouldn't he just come out and get them himself? So they begin driving and they know Gabe knows that they are driving away from the hotel because Gabe knows that he has always had a really good sense of direction. Like yep. he almost always knows when they're heading the wrong way. Yep. Really? Yep. Get Which, lost? Yeah. <laughs> he gets lost multiple times in this fucking book. Yeah, considering book. this whole book is precious. It's like the whole premise of this book is about him getting lost in a pyramid. <laughs> the summary of this book says that he is lost in a pyramid. <laughs> No, I'm good with directions. I know where I'm going. <laughs> so the, Ahmed tells him to fasten their seatbelts, which he does threateningly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they realize that Ahmed is kidnapping them. Cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think happens next, Rachel? What do you think the resolution here is? Uh, and I'll give you a hint. It's more exciting than anything else in this book. <laughs> I honestly don't know where this is going ahmed told them to buckle their seatbelts. we end i believe the chapter on basically them uh getting ready to buckle their seatbelts. how so would you okay well if it's arl stein that means the next chapter two will describe how they're stuck in traffic <laughs> well Actually, that does happen you are not wrong there <laughs> yeah you're totally not wrong but what would being stuck in traffic afford them the ability to do? To get out of the car. There you go. Cool. Good stuff. <laughs> so they, yes, yeah, so they do some action movie shit, and the next movie stops, mm-hmm. they, they jump out of the car, okay? And they then run, they just book it. They book it through the streets of Cairo. They're running around, they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of running. Then I have a note in my uh, notes right here, which is, hey, is there going to be a mummy in this book? (laughs) (laughs) Um, They keep running. They lose Ahmed. And then Sari's like, but there's only one problem. We're lost. And Sari's described Hmm. in this part as being legit, like dejected and upset and like on the verge of tears because she's just like, it's really getting to her at this point. And meanwhile, um, uh, fucking Gabe's over here like, oh, this is my chance. This is my chance. Uh, I can finally be. Meanwhile, real shit's happening. They were just nearly kidnapped. And he's like, oh, yep. th- I'm a fucking badass. I can't wait to be a hero. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, Gabe, shut the fuck up. But uh, to his credit, he does like he is providing um, some like comfort here because he's basically uh, sorry. He's like getting close to just breaking down, and Gabe's like, "No, no, no, we're okay." Like, I don't think we're that lost. Uh, I, I'm good with directions. All we need to do is ask someone where to go. And sorry, immediately goes, "No one here speaks English. <laughs> like, we're not going to be able to ask anybody." And this is the moment where I was like. Sorry, what are can you not speak Arabic? Like what? You, yeah, so it sounds like she's not fluent. Basically. So yeah, but I feel like she could say, "Where is the hotel?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, just you know, yeah, like a common touristy thing is to just say the name of a location, and pretty, pretty much everybody will be like, "Oh yeah, I know where that is." Especially like tourist yeah. hubs and shit like that. Like yeah, yeah. So um, also, you're in Cairo someone speaks English. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> someone here does speak English. Yeah, I remember there was a part where they, I think they were going to the the museum and Gabe was just fucking shocked that the, the lady at the desk spoke English. 
And I'm just like, like it's a museum. It's a like, fucking museum, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like, talking about? And she's about? the front desk worker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, do you think that you're the only tourist ever to to tour around? Like, what? Shut the fuck up, Gabe. You and your um, ridiculousness. But but Gabe uses his head. All right, and he sees a taxi cab. Yep. And he gets in there, and he asks him to take him to the Cairo Center Hotel. Okay. Because mm-hmm. taxi drivers would speak English. But the taxi driver begins to laugh. <gasps> Why is he laughing? Cliffhanger. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. That's what? The chapter ended. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And specifically, I think, uh, was this before or after the chapter ended where Sari goes, he's working for Ahmed. That is that is after the chapter <laughs> ended. After That's the, the okay. start of chapter 10. He's working for Ahmed. Which what? <laughs> yeah, I was immediately like, "What?" <laughs> Sorry, hold on. To kick in. <laughs> yeah, that's when you. Okay, she's really like, she's really like, kind of um, uh, nervous and upset. I was like, if this is if this is real, what the fuck? Yeah, for real. <laughs> like the the uh, oh, the crazy luck that, that Ahmed uh, has a partner who just happens to have who, who is waiting taxi, in a taxi cab <laughs> who is not like servicing any other people, any other people, any other patrons. And the kids but, just happen to run into that specific taxi. But don't worry, it's not that stupid. Nope. It's stupid in a different way because yeah. the, the the driver says the Cairo Center Hotel, and Gabe's like, "Yes." And he looks over and points directly across the street where oh the hotel my is. Fucking god. <laughs> so okay, so at this point, I began thinking, "Wait a minute, wait, hold on." They said that Ahmed was driving in the wrong direction. Yeah. I thought the same but thing. But he clearly wasn't. <laughs> yeah, they're so close. Either that or the traffic is just so shit that they didn't move at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I, it's, it, it's insane. I don't, I don't know. It, it sounds like what it sounded like to me at this point, because I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> uh, was like, I guess maybe he just saw there was a lot of traffic and had to move his car around it. Yeah. But didn't like, and that's why it looked like they were going in the wrong direction. Like sometimes there are one way streets, you know, you got to go the opposite way yeah. before you can come back around. <sighs> in any case, they're like, we have to tell Ben about Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, they go back to the hotel, which is right there. Um, and... Ben hasn't been back to the hotel, which, yeah, no fucking duh. <laughs> I, it was so crazy when uh, uh, Sari comes in and looks at the paper. Clearly, no one, like, her dad isn't there. No one's touched the paper. And she balls up the paper and goes like, so Ahmed was lying. And I'm like, no shit. You, what the fuck? Obviously, he was lying. He just tried to kidnap you kids. What the hell? <laughs> anyway, kid. Some of these kids are a little slow on the uptake, but <laughs> well, but it gets worse though because then the they, the door opens and they scream and yeah. I just wrote, "Why did you leave the fucking door <laughs> unlocked? Like you 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 unlocked the door of your hotel room five minutes after a person tried to kidnap you." Also, why? Okay, I understand why they went back to the hotel. Yeah, but. Don't you think that the first place 
Ahmed would look is the fucking hotel. Oh, <laughs> if yeah. right, he really the first wanted place. to get you guys, he would just go there. Like, you already have the note there. Your dad knows, like, just stay in a public space. So if someone, like, comes and kidnaps you, you could scream and people would be like, oh, that doesn't look right. I don't know. I, I'm thinking, overthinking it, obviously. I'm nitpicking. I'm doing... It's fucking um, stupid. But it's, it's just so dumb. dumb. <laughs> At least lock the fucking door. Right, yes. Absolutely. And don't scream when someone like opens the door because it's clearly your fucking dad <laughs> who has the it's key. It's like they put that, they put this fake out in, this is now the second fake out in the same fucking chapter. Yeah. <sighs> it's rough, baby. Oh my God. And Ben comes in and tells him that like both of the workers are, are like catatonic and they're scared speechless. And Sari's like, listen, shut the fuck up about those people. <laughs> um, I don't give a fuck about I them. I don't care. Uh, Ahmed tried to kidnap us, and Ben is somehow more angry about them going to the museum yeah. than he is about the fact that a guy he knows just tried to kidnap his child. Uh, it, it, that blew me away. He, he, it's just she's describing like Ahmed, and he's like, "But Ahmed had amazing references. How could he possibly have wanted to steal you guys?" And then like, "Yeah, he, he caught us at the museum," and he's like, "Fucking what? You were you went out of the." Uh, Hotel. Ah! Excuse me. <laughs> Fucking excuse me. Well, I have to say, you were asking for getting kidnapped there. <laughs> if you don't want to get kidnapped, um, go. Don't go out in public. So Ben is going to go back to the pyramid, and he impl- intends to leave them alone in the hotel room again. Oh my god. Uh, that blue that was again just like oh my god are all the adults in these books just absolutely like, but it's idiots. it's too dangerous to take you to the pyramid and i was just like there is a, a police shaped solution <laughs> to this problem like <laughs> have you considered that you literally have a person who tried to kidnap your daughter <laughs> you know who he is <laughs> you know his name Call the fucking cops. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, I know, I know police ain't great. And I know it's Egypt. So probably the police are even, are even worse. Like, like if I, if I had to bet, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet the probably they're not good there either. Right. <laughs> but I think that if you told them this guy tried to kidnap my child. <laughs> yeah. They may investigate it. <laughs> Just, just maybe. It's definitely better than leaving your kids unattended in a hotel room where the kidnapper knows they are. Yeah, that that was just ridiculous. Oh my god. But then Ben is like, "Well, you're right. That's too dangerous. I'll take you to the pyramid where he is." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. And you might think you might think they go to the pyramid. But instead, they have sandwiches in the hotel restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Padding. Word count, word count, baby. Word count, word count, baby. Get those characters in. Uh, then they go to the pyramid, and Gabe remembers the first time he saw the pyramid, which doesn't feel long enough ago to make this flashback necessary at all. Nope. You know? Like... Uh, you don't need a flashback. He's only been to the pyramid once. Like, 
and it like was four chapters ago. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a really good mystery science theater joke. Uh, I forget which one it was from. I think it was maybe Werewolf, but it was. Uh, hey, you don't need to flashback to things that happened five minutes ago. So, like uh, not enough has happened since the first time he saw the pyramid to make this flashback feel necessary. <laughs> right. Um, because specifically nothing has happened since he last saw the pyramid. Um, Ben's dad gives Sarah and Gabe pagers. Yep. To page him. Um, but they're not just any pager. No, they're homing pagers. They're homing pagers. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that if you press a button on the pager, it emits an electronic signal that can be detected by a device that Uncle Ben has. So he can find you in mere seconds. Wait, why did he leave them alone? <laughs> uh, he didn't. Um, he's trying he says, to he keep says, the kids together. He, uh, he, he, gets, he says, I don't expect you to need them because you won't be leaving my side. And <laughs> not like a page later. <laughs> I, I feel like you did expect them. <laughs> Gabe also checks to make sure he's at the mummy hand. I just want to note that. Yes, absolutely. You got to make sure you got it. <laughs> In that. case you forgot <laughs> and I, this mummy hand's important. And I forget. He remembers to check for it. <laughs> Does his shoe come untied as they're going in? And <laughs> yes. while they're... Okay, all right. <laughs> his shoe comes untied twice. So, so just a reminder <laughs> that he does have the mummy hand. You might have forgotten it because the last time you saw it was seven chapters ago. Um... But let's it hasn't be frank. been important yet. Let's be frank. How can you possibly forget that this kid has an actual real mummy hand that he uses as a stress ball? Well, I'm sure pocket? for no reason it's set up that the mummy <laughs> hand is there. <laughs> no, why would it? That, that's ridiculous. They go in the tunnels and like literally, literally like five <laughs> seconds into the tunnel, Gabe's shoe is untied again. It's, it's literally like, like Arl Stein remembered that he mentioned the the hand and the shoe being untied in the first chapter they were in the pyramid. And he was like, Oh, but then I didn't do fucking anything with either of those. I better remind everyone that these two things happen a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Gabe puts his flashlight down mm-hmm. to tie his shoe and immediately fucking loses <laughs> Ben and Sari what the in the pyramid. Fuck? Like he yells after them to be like, hey, wait up. But they can't hear him because they're l- ar- loudly arguing with each other about something. And I'm like, okay. And like how loud? <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but like, okay, uh, fucking Gabe, just don't tie your shoe here. Just keep Wait going. a second, Gabe. And, like, tap them on the shoulder. Let them know that you're going to tie your fucking shoe and then tie your shoe. Like, I... Oh, my God. It's so... It's so funny. It's so ridiculous. And, like, Gabe is right behind them. Yeah. Like, but how they, long does this... It, he says that he double knots it. So, maybe double knotting it takes, like, I don't know, 10 minutes. But <laughs> they don't reply to any of his shouts. End of chapter cliffhanger, I guess. Yep. And then they, he starts like running after them yeah. and screaming and they still do not respond. <laughs> the, 
it's like as soon as uh, did they teleport as, as soon as Gabe got out of like earshot they just booked it <laughs> they just started running I'm like alright look at this dish it's fucking kid <laughs> Gabe literally thinks could this be another practical joke why Are you fucking <laughs> serious <laughs> I don't blame him if he if he gets lost that quick if people lose him that quick and they're not responding <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, oh no, they pulled a prank on me. You know, that's the other thing about these books. The pranking shit happens so much. And I feel oh, yeah. like there's never any real comeuppance for the prankers. Like, there's never any, like, uh, no, boy no, who no, cried no, never, wolf, never, never. Any, any of that shit. Yeah. Which, also, I don't know like, if that okay. sends the right message, but anyway. <laughs> no. But let's just think about this, right? If you're Uncle Ben, right, and you have two children in this pyramid pursuing a kidnapper who tried to kill, maybe kill them, right? Mm hmm. And you literally said, don't leave my side, okay? Yeah. Even if you got into an argument with your 12-year-old daughter, right? <laughs> would you not, like, turn around even once? Dude. Or maybe stop moving? <laughs> <laughs> For me, I wouldn't even... Like, no kid is going to... be In that situation, they're not behind me. They're in front of me. I'm keeping my eye also, on them yes. all the time. Also, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time... I wasn't in a pyramid. <laughs> Actually, uh, oh, <laughs> it would be amazing if you had been. <laughs> I don't know if this is similar, but I was like in kindergarten. We were my mom was walking us to school, and for some reason, we were crossing a street, and I decided to close my eyes. And I thought, no, I'll be fine crossing this street because my cousin's with me. She's like three years older than me. My mom is with me. They're going to like, I don't know. I'm just going to be, I don't know. Like they're just, my mom's going to look out for me. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. You did the kid equivalent of a safety fall. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm yeah. crossing the street and my eyes are totally closed. And I'm like, wow, I, you know, I haven't felt a sidewalk yet. I feel, I don't, <laughs> I feel like I've been doing this for a while. I'm going to open my eyes. I open my eyes. There's a car like a foot away from me to my right and they're not blowing on their horn but the lady's looking at me like uh hello hi <laughs> like she recognizes that i'm just a child my mom and my cousin did not notice <laughs> what i was doing <laughs> on any level my mom's mom and my cousin are already on the sidewalk <laughs> across the street and are like zipping it toward the school and then that's when my mom turns around and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I guess it depends. <laughs> you do. Well, all right. I, Rachel has a point to R.L. Stein. <laughs> this has happened. This is a thing. I would argue that this is maybe the best time ever to use the buddy system. But, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it, point it, made. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is known to happen. I feel like you describing that, I just imagine. You basically did the same thing that that one. Uh, it was a girl in a TikTok who was with her friends at like the mall and she said she just stopped and she was like, I'm going to see how long it takes for them to notice that I'm not around <laughs> and they just keep going yep. and they never turn around to, to see that she stopped. Oh my God. Anyway. But here's another point to consider, right? Yes. Yeah. Gabe has a, Beeper. Oh, that's uh, true. true. Oh, that's true. Let yeah. me tell you what he doesn't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mario, here's the thing. If he presses the beeper, he's just going to look bad to sorry. It's going to prove that's right. that he's She'll a coward. laugh at him because he got scared. <laughs> yeah, and he's not scared. He's a big boy. He's a he doesn't brave get boy. Scared. So instead, he just pointlessly continues <laughs> shouting for them. 
And then he realizes he is scared. Yep. Okay. And then he says they have to have realized I'm not with them, which, okay, so use the fucking beeper yeah. so they can find you. And then he finds a branching path, at which point I would absolutely fucking stop moving. Yeah. It's but like, nope, he arbitrarily chooses to go right. Um, <laughs> hey, right, And right. says to himself, keep moving, you gotta keep moving. Gotta keep moving. <laughs> Which the exact fucking opposite if there, of what you have to do. If there are any children listening to this podcast. The, if there are any adults who get lost in pyramids a lot. <laughs> the one thing you should do when you get lost is stay still. Just pop a squat. My God. Tie your shoe. Tie your um, shoe. Yeah. Triple knotted. Fuck. Oh, my um, God. Gabe hears what he thinks are voices it's a chattering <gasps> chittering sound uh, get ready for this a lot at this point the word chittering is going to come up about a thousand times yes is, is that an insect or is it a rat or something which like a rat a rat you think that the pyramid that's been sealed for four thousand years is full of rats like <laughs> i like, mean <laughs> like what are the rats eating <laughs> like, the bugs um, <laughs> or the other rats <laughs> Gabe finally decides to use the beeper uh, does he decide he decides to use it he yes. doesn't actually oh, he deci- uh, he, okay. that's right his he uh, okay so over the course of about four paragraphs probably his <laughs> neurons fire in such a way that he gets the idea that the beeper both exists and can be used and then he thinks if I use the beeper, something will happen. And then his he sends the nerve signal to his hand to touch the beeper. But the chattering and chittering gets louder and louder. And suddenly he points his flashlight at the ground and realizes what the sound is. The ground beneath his feet is crumbling and giving way. And before Gabe is able to use those neurons to activate the muscles in his hand to then go and press the button. He falls through the floor. Holy shit. And there's a lot of falling and there's multiple sentences of falling. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is a cliffhanger, I guess. <laughs> Here's the thing about this cliffhanger. It's fucking bad. And there's a really mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. way to make it better. He is described as falling and he falls and that's the cliffhanger. Then it picks up in the next chapter. He is continuing to fall, lands really hard. And I'll just say, R.L. Stein actually does a pretty good job describing when characters feel pain and get hurt. Like I've noticed this a couple of times, especially in like monster blood as well, where uh, like uh, whatever that guy's name was getting punched like the waves of nausea. And with this one, it was like, he describes it as like, uh, waves of like, I think he was, he said heat or like his vision turned red and kind of blurry. Yeah. He gets, he sees red. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of passes out. Then he wakes back up nearly instantaneously. Don't you think that it would be a better idea to do the fucking cliffhanger when he gets knocked out Yeah, and he loses consciousness and then pick up the next chapter when he wakes up? That would have been very funny if that chapter (laughs) happened when he was falling and then when he loses consciousness. Let me just tell you, this chapter ain't very good because... (laughs) No, (laughs) no. He fucking... He wakes up and he smells the smell of decay, of ancient dust, of death. Gabe, how the fuck do you know what that smells like? 
Uh, his attic, okay. man. His attic. His four thousand year old attic. Maybe the mummy hand. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I That's guess he exactly could sniff it. that hand. That's right. Yeah, he's constantly he sniffing that hand, dude. That's how he yeah, knows. That's fair. Oh my god. Oh um, my. I just realized that this kid smells like shit. Oh my god. <laughs> he's just walking around and everyone hates him because he smells like a fucking corpse. Well, I gotta tell you that mummies. Mm, or ground. I mean, they do uh, smell. They do smell. Okay. I will tell you, they smell, <laughs> like, but not like a corpse. <laughs> I, I may have jumped the gun on because I was really enamored with the idea that this kid, this is the stinky kid. <laughs> they smell very musty. He probably smells very musty. <laughs> so he definitely has experience. Um, so he, so Gabe's flashlight shines around the room and it lands on a human hand <gasps> hanging from an arm. Which is hanging, I have a note here, <laughs> stiffly from an erect body. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, mm. Is he thirsty again? I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> oh, it's a mummy. <gasps> it's a mummy has finally appeared in oh the my fucking God. book. Hooray. What chapter are we on? Uh, 12. Oh my <laughs> fucking God, dude. <laughs> it's, but here's the thing. It's, it, the mummy is there. It's standing up <gasps> at the back of the room. It's staring back at him as if it's ready to make the first move. Cliffhanger. <gasps> the mummy is just a regular fucking mummy. It doesn't fucking do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just standing there. Wait, how long was that chapter? <laughs> uh, two. Too long. It, it, too long. It makes it sound like a par- Like he fell. Yep. Then he gets up and he sees mm-hmm. a mummy hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then... Mm-hmm. Another a chapter in. Now yeah. imagine that taking forty sentences. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Gabe just kind of stands there like an idiot for a while, and he looks at the mummy. He's like, "Why is that mummy standing up?" Because that's not what Egyptians did with their mummies. They put them in sarcophagi. No, right? No, mummy case. Put them in mummy cases. Thank you. Get it right. Um, but Gabe calms down because it's not moving. And then he realizes that he's in a big chamber and it's fucking crammed full of mummies. Yeah. There are lots of mummies in here and they are described for a while that there are many mummies. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I did that. Like, okay. At this point, if this chapter was chapter three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) The the, the room is full of um, mummy making equipment as well. Mm -hmm. Which is even cooler. Which is even cooler. This is like a place where they made mummies. Yeah. Also, for some reason, the chamber has a fucking tar pit in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a tar pit. Uh, hi. <laughs> okay. And well. he, Gabe is confused. Why is this tar pit like liquid after 4,000 years? Why is everything here? All the mummies look really good. Like they're really yeah. well preserved. And he's like, what the heck's going on in this chamber? Um, but he realizes this is like a huge discovery because this is like a 4,000 year old mummy making chamber he just found. That's amazing. Um, and then finally. He pushes the button, or he reaches for the for the button, the yep. beeper, mm-hmm. and then he thinks about pushing it um, some more, and then he finally pushes it. <laughs> Jesus fuck! <laughs> but the beeper is broken. Oh no! What's he gonna do now? I'll tell you what he's gonna do. He's just gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna scream yeah, and cry. It's a cliffhanger, but not really because like nothing happens. And then, like he just freaks out because he's alone in a room full of mummies. He's like, "Oh, the mummies are closing in. Oh my god, they're all around me!" But of course, they are not doing that. 
But there is a pretty cool thing that happens where he describes uh, where exactly he has landed, which is right across because uh, he's hearing a noise again uh-huh. and he's feeling stuff like I think he's feeling stuff crawling on him or crawling near uh, in him. In this chapter, yes, he does feel that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, you know, I mean, anyone who's a fan of like mummy stuff or, you know, famously the mummy um would probably be like oh it's probably like you know the scarabs and stuff you know uh, oh that, that. my brain went to that scene in brendan fraser's the mummy which absolutely. is an excellent movie <laughs> absolutely uh where the scarabs get under that guy's skin oh yeah that's good shit uh and like start crawling around all over his skin if you haven't watched the mummy with brendan fraser please watch the one with brendan fraser it's a great movie it is what many would describe as a perfect movie i would say it's a perfect movie yes i would yeah the mummy uh, and uh, Mad Max Fury Road are perfect movies to me. Also, potentially uh, True Lies. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so what's he across from, Bob? He, Rachel, when you think Egypt, what bugs do you think of? Bugs? Bugs. Bugs. Oh, I don't know. What if I told you that he was in front of a pit of scorpions? Are scorpions bugs? Yeah. Scorpions well, bugs. they're arachnids, right? So Yeah, but you would call a spider a bug. You call you yeah. call spiders bugs all the time, babe. Oh. I don't know. I thought scorpions. Yeah, I got you on a technicality. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're not, they're not insects. They're not insects, but they I mean, but bug can be <coughs> This is incredible podcasting. I'm so <laughs> I mean, I'm listen, so glad I emphasized you come here for this. the you, you come here for the intellectual debates. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scorpions man. are a predatory arachnid. So I, I'll just say here, I'm I, I'm way more scared of a scorpion than like a, a scarab or like a beetle. Oh, well, scarabs like, don't do anything. Or even, they're dung beetles. <laughs> right. But they're just. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Scorpions, they're built to like dish out pain you know murder <laughs> they're built murder. to kill you <laughs> like few animals on this earth <laughs> like look so clearly like oh this thing kills <laughs> yeah this thing is built for battle this thing is this yeah thing looks meant like it to fucking fuck you up is a murder machine <laughs> it's got pincers it's got it's got claws it's got armor and it's got poison in the tip of a very sharp tail dude so, this thing is fucked <laughs> so this scene goes on for a while yes and apparently so in the dark gabe just feels all these things crawling all over his feet Mm -hmm. like all over him okay and they're scratching and scraping all over him and he drops his flashlight and he bends down to pick it up and like something scrapes over him which here's the problem with the fact that gabe then freaks out when he sees that they are scorpions right because he's literally put his hand yeah in the scorpion pile <laughs> and nothing happened <laughs> right like they seem docile to like they definitely don't give a shit yeah <laughs> about Gabe <laughs> they sense his weakness <laughs> uh, so uh, also they, he talks about like their their claws snapping I don't think you can hear no scorpion claws I, I don't think that's how that <laughs> yeah. works oh my god scorpions the size of lobsters <laughs> Jesus. Also, the thing about scorpions that makes them scary to me is not the claws. I've got to tell you, yeah. <laughs> RL. <laughs> yeah, like 
I've been... There's one component of scorpions that is very much the thing I think of when I yeah. think of scorpions. Especially when you're alone in a fucking pyramid and no one's nearby and you can't call for help. Like, yeah. you get poisoned, yeah. you're fucked. Like, uh, the scorpions or snakes would have been very effective here. But, yeah, anyway. Um, well... The scorpions are very effective here. Anyway, I continue. But don't worry about the scorpions, gang, because mm-hmm. what happens next? A pair of hands grabs Gabe by the shoulders. Again. Cliffhanger. Rachel, who do you think it is? Uncle Ben. No. Sorry. Who? <laughs> yep. Yep. You got it. Got it in two. Um, no, I meant sorry. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, see, I did it again. <laughs> God damn it. I did it again. I, I thought. Again. Uh, God I thought damn you, it. Uh, all right. Um. Gabe thinks a mummy, in which, like, obviously it's not. But then he says, the ancient bandaged hands grab my shoulders. Yeah. Again, they are not bandaged. They are normal human hands, because it is sorry for fuck's sake. He's got cool <clears throat> brain. <laughs> I can imagine someone trying to do this, like, uh, the, doing a, a TV show version of what the book is doing, where it's constantly describing shit that isn't real, that isn't happening. Yeah. So you would have a scene where a pair of mummy hands, hands go to grab him from falling into the scorpion pit, but in the very next scene, it's like a continuity error, where it's just sorry, and she's just like, hey, idiot, I saved your ass for the second time. It's just constant continuity errors again and again and again, <laughs> just to fuck with you um so sorry is like very mad because she's like gabe what the fuck is wrong with you why did you wander off like that and he's like i didn't you guys um and then but she's like well and then my dad stopped to talk to a worker and got separated from me which like who is in the pyramid right now why are there other people in the there was a line specifically where Uncle Ben said that he sent everyone home for the day. Home, yeah. And yet there was someone in there for him to talk to. I don't get that anyways. Because as established, two of his workers are fucking comatose. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, yeah, no, we can't really get too much done today anyway because you guys are probably just worried about your coworkers. So uh, let's, take a, let's take five. <laughs> um. Sorry says what a day and Gabe says what a day <laughs> which yeah I mean it is a little bit more than a day <laughs> like it's like this is um uh they have a very dumb fucking argument about like Gabe leaving or whatever it's so fucking stupid yep, it's like yep. not even his fault even though it is kind of but yeah, like, yeah. and then like they uh, sorry's like whoa look at this fucking wild chamber full of mummies they're all very impressed by the mummies sorry gets grossed out because there's um bugs on one of the mummies faces mm-hmm. also sorry notes how tiny people were in ancient times <laughs> just the second time she's done that in this book actually yes um um which we, may be uh, cool spend... depending on how like we'll talk about it in a sec once the things yeah. happen but that might that might have be... implications if you think about exactly. it exactly um uh we'll get there uh they talk with the beeper for so fucking long oh sorry God. it's like you forgot your beeper didn't you gabe no okay just click yours okay and then um they hear someone coming right and they're like oh uncle ben hooray <sighs> but rachel who is it do you think um i don't know ahmed his it's parents only one of their three for three <laughs> <laughs> It's Ahmed. Nailing it, You're nailing yeah, it's, yep, yep. Okay. It's Ahmed. It's Ahmed. It's Absolutely. Ahmed. Just hitting it one after the other. He's he's here. Ahmed is here. <gasps> he found them. Because 
He did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> chapter 16, cliffhanger. <laughs> God, fuck. Um, uh, sorry, it's like, Ahmed, what are you doing down here? And Ahmed's like, what are you doing down here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ahmed is like, I tried to warn your dad about the curse. And Sari's like, I don't think he takes that seriously. To which uh Ahmed says he should and it's supposed to sound threatening definitely does not um thanks to um kip fuckabout's way of doing ahmed's voice um which sounds like he's trying to do like jafar or something. i literally i literally thought the exact same thing. i was no. like is this supposed to be jafar what the fuck is no have um, any of the kids asked ahmed why he tried to kidnap them uh i don't think they no. need to because we're about to get the evil villain like, uh, yeah, he's about to explain it. Okay. Um, this is the dumbest part of this. Okay, so, all right. Ahmed keeps talking about a fucking curse and how it must be carried out. And that he, they violated the priestess's chamber. Yes. That this chamber belongs to the priestess Kala. And it's a sacred preparation chamber of the priestess Kala. And they have violated it. He says this same sentence like four times. And then um, they're like, I don't really get the fucking big deal. They literally said, I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. And they he make, tells them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah it's funny because he screamed, like, kept fuck about, like, kind of screams for um, uh, uh, Ahmed here. Uh, but the the inter- the funny line that happened was basically uh, they ask, uh, he's like, oh, you violated it. And then um, sorry, just goes like, we just fell down here. We haven't. And then uh, Gabe's like, we haven't even touched anything. Like what we literally just, I just saved fucking, you know, Gabe from falling in a pit. What's the big deal. You literally just came in as we were looking around. Anyway, this is interesting too, because right now it is established that Ahmed's motivation for the things he's about to do are that the kids have violated this room. Yes. I want to note that right now. (laughs) So, and he says that apparently he was trying to keep them away from this room. That he said he frightened the other two workers who are now comatose. He frightened them to show them the curse was alive, which is not how curses work. No. And then he says he gave them a demonstration and he showed them what it felt like to be boiled alive. What? Okay. Right? I have have questions. (laughs) Me too. How did... Does that mean that he boiled them alive? Yeah, like what? But they clearly would have known if they were boiled alive at like the hospital. Like, why are they right? Because they didn't say they're burned. Yeah, it's just like, oh, they're comatose. It's like what? what, Um, out of fright. I. That's what I was thinking. He 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 basically directs their attention to the boiling tar pit. Right. Which, what? I guess He's looking like, at a uh, boiling tar pit makes some people go. Did he like the, bring the them to the tar pit and show them the tar pit and be like, "Now, now, think about what happened if you went in there." I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and, to then you. and then they went comatose. And then, uh, okay, he she he says that basically it was decreed by the priestess Kala four thousand years ago that no one could come into this sacred chamber. All right. Mm-hmm. And apparently, from generation to generation, her descendants have made sure that that has happened. That they have not been able, that anyone who came in has been cursed. Except that 
this is not what a curse is. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's not a curse if it's just a guy murdering you. <laughs> That's just called murder. <laughs> I guess serial killers are really just curses if you think about it. <laughs> like, a, cur- a mummy's curse is like a supernatural thing, right? Like, right. to me, in my mind, when you say the curse of the mummy's tomb, I think... Oh, like, you know, like there's going to be illness and and plague and, you know, accidents, you know, weird accidents starts happening, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. In this book, a curse is a guy who is mad. (laughs) (laughs) It should be called the the curse of the angry guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Ahmed, like, volunteered to work for Ben because he wanted to keep the chamber safe, which did not work at all. Nope. Kind of fucked Uh, up. In any way. So he did a bad job. (laughs) So really this is fucking his fault. (laughs) Um, and then he's like, uh, he, he, he said I was, he frightened the workers so Ben would stop. And then the exact same day he kidnapped the kids. So Ben would stop. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. He was going to kidnap them and, and basically force Ben to stop. Yeah. Um. Uh. But they're like, but that didn't work. So now he's got to carry out his sacred duty. And the kids are like, "What does that mean?" And he's like, "What does it mean? Look around you. These mummies are all violators of the priestess's chamber. Oh, so shit. only a few mm-hmm. of these mummies are actually old." Yep. Oh my god. Which, thinking about what we just learned about the size of some of these mummies, right now. <gasps> yeah. I. Th- okay. There are a couple ways. Uh, He's just right, a child killer. That yeah. is seems to be implied. Um, well, he or his ancestors, because not all of them are from him. Apparently, right? Exactly. He does, has done some. He has done. He some. has. He specifically says he's done some. Um, but also, yeah, the, uh, it is implied. It seems to be that some of these uh, people are uh, some of the mummies are kids. But there's also a line that he said. They, there could be an out here because there was also a line where I think it's coming up. Where he says like, "Oh, uh, hey, Gabe, you know some uh, some of the pharaohs weren't that much older than you, so if this, yeah, like if maybe a pharaoh or someone, you know, uh, viol- did a violation of the tomb or the curse or whatever, and maybe they got, I know, think it'd be pretty still pretty kid though, headed to murder a fucking pharaoh, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, it seems to be implied that you know we got some child killers on our hands. So the, he basically says that the curse is that." All the violators are mummified alive. Yeah, <laughs> that Which, ain't a curse. <laughs> that's not a not a curse. <laughs> but the problem with that also is that he implies that he does the whole mummification process. Yeah. Right. Yes. Which kills you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not really mummified alive. You're just murdered. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you if you survive to the point where you can where. <laughs> You, someone sticks a thing up your nose and scrambles your brains. Like you're not alive for the rest of it. <laughs> like the the mummy in the movie The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser, is mummified alive. Right. He is put in a tomb. Yes. In a sarcophagus and wrapped in linen mm-hmm. and left there. Like he is mummified alive. That happens. Yes. This is not what that is. <laughs> um. So Ahmed has uh, like a dagger and he's approaching the kids cliffhanger next chapter. 
they back away and Gabe cries, yow! (laughs) Because he backs into a mummy. (laughs) I forgot about that part. It's so good. Um, Gabe is like, we should both run. Sorry, he can't get both of us. Which like, okay, but that implies he can get one of you. Which like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's the same logic uh, (laughs) that we used on Area 51. (laughs) That whole event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They can't, they don't have enough bullets to shoot all of us if everyone raids Area 51. (laughs) (laughs) And Naruto runs past the fucking Yes, yeah. (laughs) Which is like, no, Um, they absolutely do have enough bullets. But anyway. I would love it if the next scene was Gabe Naruto running past. (laughs) I just Um, want the next scene to be like, okay, he can't catch both of us. Good luck. And then. Which is also, it's okay, Ahmed has a dagger, right? Like, right. Not a gun. Yes. So he has to be close to catch you. And two, you've actually already outrun him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you did this already? And in that case, you only got caught because you ran it, reached a dead end. You could run for fucking ever in here. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> are, wait, Mario, are you saying that it could be possible in this uh, situation where the setup of Ahmed getting a stitch when he ran after the kids would... Yeah. Yeah. Pay off. It could be brought back. Yeah, it could pay off, yeah. But it doesn't. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. No. So then Ahmed says, like, there's no escape from the curse because he saw them get in a sarcophagus and play in the chamber yep. earlier. Yes. Right? Which, okay, it would make sense if the prank came back to get them, except that he just said the curse only applies when you come into this chamber. Right. That's not where they were. <laughs> Look at now, he's... So in- <laughs> No, he's just mad. Yeah. <laughs> now he's just exacting petty vengeance. <laughs> yeah. The curse of the guy who's slightly annoyed that you kids had fun <laughs> in his in his pyramid. And then suddenly a rope ladder appears and Ben enters. Hey, here he is. And he's like, wow, this is an amazing chamber. And the kids have to like point out that they are currently <laughs> being attacked by a man with a knife. Um, <laughs> and Ben... So Sari goes, he's going to turn us into mummies. And Ben goes, is this true? (laughs) (laughs) Like he wants to hear Ahmed's side of the story. (laughs) Like he's got a dagger. He's slowly approaching your kids. Your kids already told you that he tried to kidnap them. (laughs) Like what the fuck, Ben? God damn it. And then he literally tries to talk it out. Yeah, like, he, he he's approaches. like, oh, we're both scientists, Ahmed. We can talk this out. <laughs> I, I love that Ben's so hung up on uh, like Ahmed's references. Like they were so yeah, good yeah. that he <laughs> yeah. just cannot believe even when Ahmed has a dagger in his fucking hand that he, that Ahmed could be bad. Like he just can't believe it to the point where he gets so close to Ahmed that Ahmed just takes the fucking torch that he's got fucking dual grips it and bashes Ben across the fucking head, knocking him unconscious. Holy shit. Severely freaking out. Sorry. Gabe (laughs) says the torch hadn't sent set him aflame, which yeah, people don't just combust. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Gabe thinks that humans are just made out of like oily rags. (laughs) (laughs) One match Um, will just light them up. Oh, this is a good point to talk, Mario, about. Um, So I hear that uh, spontaneous human combustion is real and a thing. Is that true? Oh, my God. Don't fucking do this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, maybe that's a topic for another episode. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'll just say it right now. Spontaneous human combustion 
does not fucking exist. <laughs> it does not exist. Literally, every fucking case of spontaneous human combustion is can either be completely easily explained by the fact that they usually occur to like 80 plus year old people who are sitting next to like a fire with a <laughs> bottle of alcohol in their hand. <laughs> oh, that's so mundane. <laughs> Or there's like one like the BuzzFeed Unsolved on this or whatever or whatever I was listening to. No, it was uh, it was um, my favorite murder. They were talking about it. It made me very mad. But they referenced some story about um, like a fucking knight in the 14th century catching on fire. Yeah, it's a story from the fucking 14th century. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one fucking knew shit back then. <laughs> also, it could be made up. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> like, do you trust your sources on this one, guys? See, for me, like the sources of story some guy once said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, definitely that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, do you know about werewolves? They're totally real. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, a couple things about this real quick. Uh, Stuff You Should Know also did an uh, episode on spontaneous human combustion, and I thought it was so fucking funny how they were both sizing it. It's like, well... There so- is no both sides. Exactly. I, I love that they were basically like, well, you know, the proponents of uh, spontaneous human combustion say that it's this, this, and this, while the opponents say that it's just all bullshit and we shouldn't believe it and giving it the time of day is kind of uh, misguided. Anyway, what's the real truth? You make up your own mind. Goodbye. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, oh no, what are you doing? Um, also, the other thing I'll say is that I feel like you feel about spontaneous human combustion the same way that I feel about ghost hunters and spirit orbs. Uh, I feel similarly about ghost hunters. <laughs> but specifically for me, spirit orbs. Whenever any like, no. ghost hunter is like filming something and they see like a, a like a light object floating in front of the camera and then gradually floating out, it's like, oh my God, it's a fucking spirit orb. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a fucking b- thing of dust. You goddamn idiots. It's just dust. <laughs> like. I do you know have any idea how many times I've filmed shit randomly in the dark and there is just dust floating and it's a big also, thing of dust. Literally everywhere people go to do ghost hunting is full of fucking dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, oh my god. And then um, anyway, uh, um, I digress. Uh, I'll just note this point. I'll I'll bring us back on topic by saying that my first sentence for chapter eighteen is: Can we please just finish this stupid fucking? Book? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Gabe says the whole scene was crazy and terrifying. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> really? Um, Ahmed. Um, so sorry. Like yells at Ahmed, and he throws the torch for some unknown reason, which sets the tar on fire. I think which he seems bad to do. <laughs> I think he did that on purpose. I, he because there's think? references made later where he's like he specifically they he says that he's waiting. He wanted for, the car to heat up. Yeah, to heat up so that he can do something with it. Like I guess boil I guess, him alive. Maybe. It, it just it sounds like it happens because sorry yelling scares him. Yes. And he goes like whoa. <laughs> he just drops it in the pit and's like oh uh, yeah I meant oh, to do that. Oh shit. <laughs> Um, so he's like, we have to wait for the tar to boil before you can become mummies, I guess. Like, which, uh, sure. No, but okay. <laughs> um, again, if you put hot tar on someone, they're going to die. So <laughs> not, again, not mummified alive if you use hot tar. Uh, Ahmed drags Ben across the room and I have a note that the narrator yelling is so bad in this scene. <sighs> it's so bad. Kip, um, you truly fuck about. Kip, 
Um, Gabe says he'd already knocked Ben unconscious. There is no telling what he would do to us. He's going to fucking kill you, Gabe. <laughs> like, like, Gabe, he has literally told you what he's going to do to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Ahmed puts Ben inside of a mummy case. Mummy case. Oh, wait, no. Uh, the, okay, so here's where mummy case comes back. There is specifically yeah. a line where Ahmed says something. Uh, I think it's actually around here. Where he says, like, oh, yeah, uh, get in that sarcophagus. Oh, yeah, okay. There is one mention, one use of the word sarcophagus once. Well, Ahmed is a, a kind of a, you know. But then immediately fucker. after that, R.L. Stein refuses to say the word sarcophagus again. <laughs> the, he goes, mummy case, mummy case, mummy case, sarcophagus, mummy case, mummy case, mummy case. <laughs> I just thought I was tickled to death about that. Anyway. Um, so they get inside of the mummy cases, right? So then he puts them inside of an, a, a separate mummy case. Okay. Okay. Ben isn't, this is important. Visualize yes. this. Put Picture this in your mind. Okay. Got it. Ben is inside of one mummy case. Mm -hmm. Separate from this mummy case is another mummy case, which Ben and Sari get inside of. Okay. He closes the lid. I, at this point, wondered why we are even doing the tar thing, because you could just leave them inside of these sarcophagi, <laughs> and then they've been mummified alive, basically. Yeah. Yep. Um, a bunch more fucking Curse of Kala bullshit happens. There might be bugs in the sarcophagi. There okay. are definitely bugs in there, yes. Yeah, so the, the cliffhanger is them getting inside of it. Yes. All right. Um. Sorry, gets in the case first, and Gabe says she always had to be first at everything, but this time I don't mind. Wow. Great. Great. Cool. So good. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Gabe's like, I'm just a kid, and that's when um, Ahmed's like, many pharaohs were your age at yeah. death, which, like, okay, not the same thing, but all right. Yeah. yeah they didn't get fucking murdered. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I mean, some of them probably did, but um, Gabe <laughs> gets in the sarcophagus where he finds that Sorry is maybe praying. Which is like this is upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is um, where I'm like, in uh, when I'm listening to this, it's just like, oh shit, this this is starting to feel like. like yeah. Shit. So like, this part oh. of the book, I do think, like I said, I think I messaged you about it. Feels like actually pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and I kind of get why probably this why they wouldn't adapt this for TV. Yeah. This seems um, pretty fucked. This is like pretty heavy for kids like Gabe and Sari basically contemplate their in impending death like at the hands of a murderer um yeah I think as they get crawled over by bugs yeah. in this tomb <laughs> Sari literally says I keep imagining how he's going to reach in and pull my brain out through my nose why did you have to tell me that Gabe um <laughs> Gabe's um, like oh sorry um and then um, they push in the lid it won't budge yeah Gabe flashes back to um when he was a mummy for Halloween. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the wrapping unraveled, but now I'd be a mummy in a mummy costume that would never unravel. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Of note, Gabe's legs start falling asleep and the coffin, the case is so big they can both lie down. I, I get the impression <laughs> that this sarcophagus is fucking huge. Yes. There is specifically a line, I think it was Gabe, who said like, oh, this was one of the sarcophagus, uh, sarcophagi where um, it was not just for uh, the person being buried, but also their possessions. 
and their their you know all their stuff. So it's gigantic. It has to be about the size of a fucking bedroom. Yeah. Because <laughs> they then hear a scrabbling sound in the case with them, and they say uh, something bumped into the case inside the case. Something bumps the wall. Okay. Uh-huh. And they say. Was there a mummy in the case with us? <laughs> how? <laughs> Gabe, how would you have missed a whole adult mummy? <laughs> I swear to Jesus. Like, this kid, like, <laughs> could uh, be leaving for school and, and like, his dad forgot the keys and, like, goes back into his house and jiggles the doorbell as uh, fucking uh, Gabe is about to leave and he could be like... <gasps> A mummy. A mummy. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of time Gabe spends worried about mummies is um, extremely <laughs> awkwardly proportioned to the amount of mummies that are actually in this fucking book. Um, <laughs> then he says, it can't be a mummy. It's a large bug. Again, those are what the fuck, Gabe. Large bug. <laughs> How big of a bug, Gabe, are we talking? A fucking eight foot tall bug? <laughs> <laughs> also, I just want to point out for a kid who's terrified of mummies, He's he's got a fucking mummy hand in his pants pocket. Well, yeah. Bob, we're gonna come back to that mummy hand. In a <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so it, the thing creeps closer, and it goes, "Hey!" <laughs> and, I, I, and I was like, "Holy shit! Is a mummy fucking talking right now?" <laughs> oh my god! Top fucking ten Goosebumps books. If the if the mummy I would is be like a, a bro. I would this book would have skyrocketed if the mummy had just been like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> What's going on? Hey, you, guys you guys in trouble? <laughs> you guys moving in? <laughs> uh, nope. Turns out it's Ben. Oh wait how how did Ben get here? Ben reveals that there are secret escape hatches in all sarcophagi. <laughs> Which okay, in case the Pharaoh's soul needed to get out. Okay, is that oh. true? There are doors in because like sarcophagi are actually like there's like a the 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 case itself is built around the the coffin equivalent like right a sar- like when you when like they unearth mummies they're like in layers of ceiling like right. there's a usually like a wooden box they're in and then a stone sarcophagus and then inside of that is the decorated sarcophagus mm-hmm like so there are layers of them and the big boxes like can be disassembled like i mean like because they have to put the thing in it like yeah it's just uh, he also calls them trap doors so it was just like what but even ignoring this point which doesn't make any fucking sense (laughs) ben got out of the sarcophagus that he was in yes and then entered their sarcophagus, <laughs> and they did not see this happen. I, that's all along the lines of like when Sari like showed up behind um, Gabe well, to like help him because when Ben then tells them to follow him that him out of the sarcophagus, they specifically say there is a rectangle of light through which he crawls. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> I just, there's, man, it's just so rote, or it's just so, like, weirdly, uh, characters are just, yeah, uh, weirdly oblivious at this very specific times when they need to be in order for a scare to happen. So, apparently, Ahmed left the room, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) He just, like, fucked off for a while. He needed to check his emails or some shit. I don't fucking know. (laughs) He 
He's he's in a fucking pyramid. <laughs> like, what is he what, doing? What else does he have to fucking said do? That he's waiting for the tar pit to liquefy, and he's just like, ah, uh, I don't. I, it's like watching water boil. You know, I. It's just you know, can't I can't stare do, at it. it. Just won't boil if I do that. Do you think he went off to go scare that other worker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about them. Whoever they Who are, it's notably not being put in a sarcophagus. <laughs> they escaped. Um. Uh, so they get out. Okay. Um, Ben has a bruise in his head and it's bleeding. Sari has chewed on her lip so hard that it's bleeding. Yes. She was so scared. And instead of climbing up the rope ladder to get out, Ben decides they should just run because it'll be faster. And. Mm. <sighs> what do you think happen- happens next? I have no idea. As they start running no down idea. a tunnel. If they were, if they're trying to escape, and they take the route where I, it should be noted that this is the only exit in the room, the only <laughs> exit that isn't the fucking rope ladder that Ben climbed well, down. That you're getting at the ultimate event, Bob. I, I, what I mean is, so they're in a tunnel in a pyramid, and Gabe is there. Oh yes. What do you think happens next? <laughs> He ties his shoe. Yup. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> his fucking shoe comes untied again. Take your fucking shoes off. <laughs> no Step on the scorpions, man. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, but yes, as Bob was pointing out, this is the only entrance or exit to this room. So, of course, Ahmed is just like in the tunnel. And, like, and like, instead of like guys fucking doing? running, <laughs> instead of running and like just fucking tackling him, they all stop. <laughs> and oh, Ben does the fucking, um, we're all, we're both scientists, can't we talk about this, like, rational people again? Again. Jesus Christ. Like, I, I was at this point, like, okay, it makes sense for Ben to be, like, oh, you know, I'm a quote-unquote man of reason, like, kind of pacifist-esque character who's just like, oh, we can reason this out, we understand. But Ben is also described as being a fucking behemoth at numerous yeah. times. Yeah, he's he a giant like, man. Stacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is like good to fucking go in terms of. He can definitely take this. He could. He could. He could deck this guy, but again, decides not to, <laughs> to the point where he is. He and his uh, uh, his children, uh, who are under his uh, wing, are backed to a fucking corner where they are about to be boiled alive in a tar pit. At which point I thought, so much for the fucking curse then, huh? <laughs> yeah. I guess the curse didn't fucking matter, did it? <laughs> um, I also wrote that I would like the, the, the Tom Servo end sound effect to begin playing. <laughs> yes, um, on loop. Uh, they There's so much time spent talking about how bad the tar smells. Yes. <laughs> wasting time, wasting time. Gabe, okay. Gabe says that to steady himself, which is he puts his hands in his pockets. Yes. Not how steadying yourself works. That's the exact opposite of that, actually. <laughs> and he feels the summoner. And so he pulls out the mummy hand for no fucking reason. And again, for no fucking reason, he raises it above his head. Hmm. But nothing happened. Cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Nothing happened. And oh, then... Cliffhanger. <laughs> and then Ahmed screams in ancient Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And he says, the hand of the priestess. 
what the in Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> in this little boy's back pocket? In Michigan? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, it was fate. Yeah, fate did it. It's fate's fault. So so behind Amen, the mummies all come to life. Where do you think he picked up and, this hand in Michigan? Like a yard sale? Yeah. Uh, he, uh, literally a yard sale. Yes. Literally a yard sale. <laughs> uh, specifically, it is stated that he got it from... Uh, was from it? a kid at a yard sale. We used to shop at yard sales all the time. Like, you could buy shit literally for, like, pennies. So I imagine he bought this for, like, 10 cents. <laughs> a real at at yard sales, did you frequently see the severed human hand of a mummy from ancient <laughs> Egypt? No. Clothes. <laughs> Mostly knickknacks. From... <laughs> A tomb that's been sealed for 4,000 years. Like, what the fuck? How did... Dude, how did this... <laughs> how did this get... R.L. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Jovial Bob, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who gave him this fucking writing gig? <laughs> like, what the fuck, R.L.? <laughs> uh, like, this is this is bad. For you, even. Like, <laughs> for you, even. Oh, my God. Is this God. why people uh, thought that he had a, like, ghostwriter? Because it's just all over the place. Yeah, and I will say that there are um, other writers that are credited with doing Goosebumps stuff, uh, but uh, that okay. that comes later. I think the course. I don't know. Book five. Just, book five. I think we're still on RL directly. Yeah, I would. I would wager <laughs> that that's the case. Uh, the the books that I'm talking about are more like the the short story compilations that happen oh. later. Oh, okay. So. Gabe cries out no for some reason, as if this is worse somehow, as if like the mummies are a worse problem <laughs> than the fact there's a man trying to fucking kill them. Like, oh boy, I don't, I don't know. But uh, the mummies finally exist in this book and are doing something, they come back to life. Their muscles groan, which okay, okay. Now, granted, not all these guys are ancient, but like mummies don't have don't have those don't like really. there's, there's no, yeah, there's no muscles left not... on them um but but also gabe's like these ancient mummies are moving but as established they're not ancient nope. <laughs> these aren't nope. ahmed explain this gabe they're not that old um <laughs> a mummy's approach ahmed throws the torch at the mummies mm. one of which catches on fire ah. which all right <laughs> i was like this is okay. okay i'm interested in this the, the mummies keep advancing. The flaming mummy grabs Ahmed by the throat mm -hmm. and lifts him into the air. They all gather around and hold him over the tar. Oh. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Hell now, yeah. Rachel, Gabe closes his eyes. He can't watch this event happen. Okay. What do you think happens to Ahmed? <laughs> I mean, I want to say <laughs> that he gets you thrown in that say. tarn tar pit but mm -hmm. there's just no way that he gets thrown in the tar pit this is goosebumps nope. a series for children i'm <laughs> betting uncle ben saves him oh that's a good guess because he's such a and it may be in a better book it's exactly <laughs> what happened um but instead uh, gave up in his eyes and ahmed is just running away oh oh my whoa that's bad <laughs> agree that's <super laughs> bad <laughs> Yep. So apparently at some point the mummies just gingerly put him down and said, okay, bye. <laughs> Maybe like wrangled free or something and like fell and yeah. Um, this is a uh, really disappointing. <laughs> yep. I would say oh. maybe the most disappointing thing in the Guess book. Guess what guys? 
we're not done yet. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. There's an even worse thing it's, happening. Um, oh my god. So the mummies. So the day is saved thanks to a thing Gabe bought at a garage <laughs> sale in Michigan. Gabe like closes his eyes and opens them, and all the mummies are back in their original spots. So he wonders if he imagined the whole thing, which I briefly thought like would make sense if Ahmed just ran away, like if he just got like hallucinated. Mm. That yeah. you know, I mean, he's been um, hallucinating this entire story. <laughs> um. But no, it it did really happen. G- Gabe confirms that it did happen. Um, and then Ben says, thanks for the helping hand. Oh, God. Yeah. Then we just fucking cut to an enormous dinner in Cairo yep. <laughs> as they are talking about how what a great adventure they all had. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, this book keeps going. Ben's like, I had no idea how special that mummy hand was. You're a bad archaeologist, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> um, they go back to the hotel where Gabe falls asleep. They wake up and have breakfast. <laughs> Gabe plays with the mummy hand some more. And then, for some unknown fucking reason, raises it above his hand and chants some bullshit about like raise the dead why you would do this i don't fucking He's know like, evil okay. spirits i command you to come to me come now heed my call Is he pranking he's like messing around but fucking no. why like he i i got th- so suddenly yeah. <laughs> a knock on the door <gasps> oh my god who could it be the the the, the, the owner of the hand, the lady mummy. Oh, you! Oh my gosh! Parents. You know what? That would be so good. <laughs> That'd be so good if it would. If it was that, um, Rachel, the door oh opens and two shadowy figures enter the room. Two figures. Two. It's his parents. Yep. Yeah, you you called it earlier when you were like, "Oh no, it's his parents." Obviously, this book yep. doesn't even have the decency to end on a cliffhanger and be like who were those who like the knock on the door and then someone trying to get in. It's like, oh, what's that? Then end your book right there. That's it. You want to end on something ominous. That's about to happen. I mean, would we care by this point? No, because but the at the same so time, bad. do you care more that it clearly shows you that it's his parents at the very end? And then the, the it's even weirder because the audiobook starts the creepy music that ends all of the the uh, audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like supposed to end on like a creepy like ominous note. But no, they just uh, you know asked a question and then answered it, and then the creepy music ends. <laughs> it's just like oh, it's so fucking it's so bad. Oh it so sucks so much. <sighs> we did it, y'all. We made it through. Talk about this. I'm starting book. to get I. I'm starting to get angry. <laughs> Why? I don't. I remember Goosebumps just being a big deal, <laughs> and I was like getting really tired during all that because it was so boring. No, <laughs> it's yeah, so bad. It's extremely boring. It's so boring. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Goosebumps is a series of highs and lows, <laughs> and so apparently, so far, I, I mean, like again, I gotta say, Sages and Die fucking rocked it yeah dude i am so sad it. that you missed out that out on that one that one was excellent just book. a joy i would say welcome to dead house is pretty good. I'd yeah say, actually i think yeah. so the basement yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah 
It's no, just we've had a few stinkers. I this is a this one's a fucking stinker though. Like I don't know. This is either the worst or the second worst for me. I this one sucks. I think yeah. I, it's uh, just rating. I'm gonna patent and review it right now. Um, okay. <laughs> um, um, relatability. Um, <laughs> like like one. Like like <laughs> like. I'm sorry. I wish it was more relatable. I think that uh, I can definitely. I mean, I liked Egypt, so I, maybe like a three. I can definitely relate to kind of the fish out of water aspect, which they didn't really like kind of hone in on. Do anything Yeah, they did with nothing it. with it. <laughs> but I, I can definitely relate to uh, uh, being a kid and getting lost and just, you know, not knowing where my parents are and just being like, oh, fuck. I guess. So for me, it's a little bit more relatable. it doesn't like. One. It doesn't do that much. No, it really doesn't. Like, it's it's a shame. It is a crying shame. I, I'll be generous and say it's like a four. Okay. Scariness, actual scariness. I mean, the bulk of it is not good. Right. But the end of it is scary. Yes. Specifically, um, there were a couple lines in there that I did not make note of at the time, but there is a line from um, uh, uh, Gabe where he says like, um, basically he was, he's kind of thinking to himself like, Oh man, what am I going to do, uh, after this whole stuff ends? And he's like, wait, no, he, Ahmed's going to kill me. There's nothing after this. And it's just like, Oh shit. Yeah. That sucks. And then, uh, sorry, praying and being completely like devastated. And then Gabe being like, Oh man, I thought I wanted this, but I really don't. Oh, which, okay. Here's how I'm going to do that. this. Okay, so I got this. There are 21 chapters uh-huh. in this book. Yes. The part where Ahmed shows up and does anything starts at chapter 16. <laughs> All right. Christ. So um, I would say then there are one. I'm going to score it one, two. I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. I would say every one of those chapters earned a point of scariness. <laughs> like Okay but not enough to make it good. Uh, the uh, R.L. Stein factor, the R.L. Stein factor, the goosebumps sneeze of this is, I mean, the highest I, it possibly can go. Absolutely. There is 21 chapters. It's at least like a 30. <laughs> like it's, every chapter has a dumb cliffhanger. Every chapter is a fake out. Uh, do Some you have fucking more than one? Do you include puns in that? Uh, rating? Probably so, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. probably should, so it's, it should be higher. Somewhere between 30 and 50. We have the fucking <laughs> highest number. At the end of this, there will be no more Arl Stein book than this. Like, I'm sure. I fucking hate this book. <laughs> so, uh, there is one thing that I wanted to mention before um, uh, we we get out of here. There, uh, I noticed that this book was doing something that I think a couple other books did or, or did or will do. Where I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like the inverse Scooby Doo, where okay. we remember when we were uh, when we were predicting what the twist would be in this, and we were kind of like looking oh, at yeah. The, yeah. And all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of said like, oh, it'd, it'd be funny to be like, oh, it's Scooby Doo, and like you know the mummy is like wrapped up and it's clearly a costume, and then you just unmask the mummy, and it's oh, it's uh, so all of the supernatural stuff is explained by like a very like you know some uh, land baron wanting his land back or whatever the fuck. Um, this one does the inverse. It's like everything is rational and explainable by and as you were saying, like it's not the tale of the guardian's curse. It's the tale, or it's not the uh, uh, 
oh, I said the wrong thing. It's not the the curse of the mummy's tomb. It's like the curse of the angry guy. And yeah. it's like that for almost the entirety of the book. But then suddenly at the very end, magic is real. Mummies are I real. Was, they come to life and I they think R.L. Stein realized that he couldn't put a fucking mummy on the cover of the book if he didn't have a goddamn mummy show up. Or at the very <laughs> least, a mummy with red glowing eyes. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, no, 100%, totally. And I just, uh, this kind of inverse Scooby-Doo thing is just, I, I don't like it as much as just a normal, like, scooby-doo tale with maybe like a twist at the end that oh maybe yeah. some of the magic was real you know shit like that uh, it, uh... <sighs> i think mario <laughs> just died <laughs> i think he's uh, all right prick, prick twist the next book <laughs> all righty let's go ahead and the next book in the series is let's get invisible ending with an exclamation point. let's get invisible let's go ahead and take a look at that <laughs> The cover, cover is really goofy. I love the cover. This it's, is it's, not a Jacobus cover, is it? This can't be. I don't think it is. Uh, it doesn't look like it. I think if you look at the uh, uh, bottom, if you're on the wiki, there should be um, some. Uh, I think he uh, tried his hand at this. What? Really? It says it's Jacobus. Oh my god, it actually is. Oh shit, it is. Oh wow, okay. it looks nothing like any other Jacobus cover. Like, <laughs> This oh, is like man. some fucking Bailey school kids, Hardy boy shit. Like this is. Can you see it, babe? Um, I think I can. Hold on. It kind of gives me. Um, it reminds me of some Fear Street covers, sort of. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, want to? Yeah. Do you want to describe it? Um, it's a boy. Um, you're looking at him. Uh, I think that's a reflection of him through a mirror. Yes. And it looks yeah. like the bottom. He he's looking at his hand. Uh, I guess in horror. Um, and it looks like the bottom of him is disappearing. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. While yeah. he's making yeah. a duo yeah. face. Whoa. Yeah. Duh. Um, and the, the caption is now you see him. <laughs> now, now you, you don't. don't. <laughs> Which, okay. I love right. that. Yeah, right. I like that. a lot. All right. So what's the twist? All right, Rachel, you want to take a stab at it? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the twist? Oh, well, if we're doing curse of the mummies, tomb logic um no one will be invisible and <laughs> there will be no uh invisibility whatsoever um but um okay all right 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 oh i got it i got it i got it the twist at the end um he will no longer be invisible okay i guess he'll become invisible probably um but uh everyone else uh will be invisible he can't see anyone else Ah, the end. nice. I got a little twist there. Yeah, that's my twist. You predicted it. Uh, for me, um, God, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things where I think it's similar to, like I could take inspiration by, uh, from another Goosebumps book that we're coming to, the Cuckoo Clock of uh, Doom, the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, um, where the the it's not so much the twist is that Okay, I'm, I'm just going to, instead of, I'm going to take that into account. I'm not going to spoil anything with that one because, oh my God, I remember that one. Like, I'm, it's crazy. I'm so excited to get to that one. For this, maybe the twist is that um, uh, there are already people who are invisible and they, like, maybe the, uh, the ending, him turning invisible, maybe isn't all bad. Mm. And, like, so it, the twist is, is that he actually 
turns invisible permanently, but he's not alone. Maybe. Yeah, that's great. Maybe. I'm throwing that out there. I mean, that's definitely not going to happen. The problem is Let's Get Invisible is not a Goosebumps title I remember or think about ever. (laughs) Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-oh. And the title is like, it's a good title, actually, but the cover is not so exciting that I can really, you know, like... Yeah, it's just kind of blah. It's like, okay, yeah, he's going to become invisible. Like, what's the what's the possible twist on Invisible Boy? Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I do know a little piece of interesting trivia about this um, based on the art of Goosebumps that uh, Mario so, uh, great, uh, so uh, generously gave to me. Um, one of the pieces of trivia is that um, when Jacobus uh, did this uh, cover, I, I, I think that the uh, that Scholastic thought that it wasn't creepy enough, and it, his original version of this did not have a spider on a spider web. Uh, is that what a spider looks oh. like added on? Exactly. <laughs> one of the people from Scholastic, I think, uh, uh, added that on after the fact. So yeah, that that's why it clearly looks like fake and added on. Interesting. So uh, I should also note that there is there will be a TV episode for Let's Get Invisible, as there is not one for the Curse of the Mummies tune. Yeah, unfortunately, we are not doing that one, which is made uh, kind of weirder because the sequel to the Curse of the Mummies tune. Uh, which uh what is the name of that one it's just like the return of the, the mummy return of the mummy which that, implies there's a fucking mummy yeah. to return <laughs> you pe- fucking piece god damn it Arlstein. you <laughs> you fucking lied to me but apparently the return of the mummy the sequel to this book the curse of the mummy's tomb has a tv episode so like i don't uh we'll we'll talk about it when we get there but yeah all right um that's that's all we got uh i'm i'm drained i'm empty inside oh man i just like a mummy i'm fucking empty (laughs) (laughs) no thoughts uh, skull empty yes uh tomb it may concern this book bad (laughs) (laughs) trying to think of a good joke to end out on maybe that was it you didn't say your catchphrase motherfucker good book what catchphrase (laughs) Your... Which one of the catchphrase? <laughs> oh, he's so tired. Which one of the... Did I not call Gabe a fucking freak? Yeah. He, I mean, he is a fucking freak. Like, I mean, he's a fucking freak. He's got a fucking... First of all, first of all, all right. First of all, he's a fucking freak because he's obsessed with his cousin and, like, how much better she is than him. That's fucking cool it, kid, all right? Dial it back a notch. Two, he carries a severed hand of a dead human in his pocket and fondles it. What a fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs>